three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Tuesday, May 31st, last day of May. We're here from 3 to 6 at the luxurious Big X Studios, 1450 on your AM dial, 96.1 on your FM dial, streaming anywhere you can find radio. And if I sound like crap, it's because uh, I feel even worse. Hey, I, do you look like me after like running a I'm quarter mile? Sweating everywhere. I feel... I guess this is just life now. More like it. I, I guess I'm just going to like feel terrible. I, I think I felt terrible every single day of May. I felt bad like 80% of the last five months. I don't know what's going on. I'm finally seeing a, a new primary care physician on Friday. I guess this is just life now, though. Like, like oh, you get, Getting old sucks. You ditched the doctor and went to a different opinion, huh? Well, no. I mean, this is this is the doctor. I don't have a my primary care physician. I need to see one. So they, I, I got a new one. This was the earliest I could get in like a month ago when all this stuff started. So I'm going to see her on Friday. Hopefully it goes well. Try to figure out what the hell's going on but yeah like i had the the cold shakes last night just like sweating everywhere finally fever broke at like 130 um virginia had to take her to the doctor uh, mary did this morning she's got an inner ear infection john's screaming bloody murder we're just falling apart everywhere oh and by the way we got t-bone on saturday night in springfield <laughs> i can't get in the car i can only get in through the the, the passenger side door to get out which is great like that's lovely L- love a nice little whizzing in your ear as you're driving in with the door smashed in woman just ran a, a stop sign legitimately 10 houses down from mary's uh, house like did, did the family know her no she lives on the, the opposite street she just she was upset because this car always stops these cars always stop in the road to talk to people at houses so she's like like rolled around them she's like i live three houses right up that way i'm like well you should know that there's no stop sign there what are you doing <laughs> she was very nice she felt very bad i felt very bad for her but at the same time like good god like mary's like i've lived at this house you know 33 years i've driven up this road a million times never had one problem and of course it's coming home for this wedding on I, saturday night i really feel like, like we're like Friends of Jerry Seinfeld here because like you, like the better weekend I have, the crappier weekend you have. It's unbelievable. I mean, I had like, I was having like a great we, weekend up until that point. We can't like we can't both have like just be on the same level. Like I'm up, you're down. You're down, I'm up. Yeah. I mean, the Rutherfords are struggling. We, we, we thankfully nothing. You know, nobody's died. Nobody has a terminal illness or anything like that. But just no, nobody was hurt from the wreck. It nobody was, was hurt from the wreck other than her ego and your driver's side door yeah um just like these not so minor inconveniences just keep piling up you just cannot go a week without something just really really annoying and, and not great happening so there we are you need we, to spend some time with the kelsey manor i guess i do man i don't know what's going on you just on. need a vacation away from your from your problems i really do i, I need something baby steps I, I need something going on we need, we need something to go right here pretty soon but 
things are going right in the world of University of Louisville Sports. This is where our focus is going to be for the next three hours. Uh, <laughs> right. we got all sorts of good stuff going on. <laughs> we, we've got... A big, uh, the biggest big time recruit from this 2023 class committing to U of L. The buzz had been out that this was probably going to be the player that everybody was doing the you know eyeball emojis tweets about Tuesday. Watch out, gonna be a good day. And sure enough, that comes to fruition. We'll talk about DeAndre Moore, his commitment, what it means for this 2023 class, and where he ranks in terms of all time Louisville football commits. We now know where Louisville baseball's headed. It's it's Jim Patterson Stadium. We, we figured <laughs> that was far, going right? to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but we know who they're playing. We know the schedule. We know the three teams that they have to get past if they want to go to the Super Regionals and who they would potentially face in that Super Regional round. We've got uh, professional sports going on. NBA still kind of, you know, eh. When does the final eh. start? I believe it's Thursday. Is it Thursday? Like, it's like a week now. I love the NBA. Well, it's three days now because it's Tuesday. It feels like a Monday. But, but, but uh, the Eastern Conference Finals is on Sunday, so. Yeah. But we now know we also have tonight Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, they advance. There you go. Going to be a big-time uh, Western Conference Finals between them and the Oilers. I'm excited for that. Um, so pro sports stuff happening, NBA draft. We're getting closer and closer. Did the Rangers end up winning against the Hurricanes, or who won that series? The Rangers won last night. So that was Game 7, Game right? 7. They, yeah. they blew them out. So they're taking on the Lightning now. It'll be Yeah, Rangers-Lightning, Avalanche-Oilers. I know, it there. does kind of feel like a, yeah, if we get a if we were to get an Oilers-Rangers series, which I hope doesn't happen, it would be like the ultimate old school. 1984 all over It would, again. it would. Yeah. Like the, the, when <laughs> hockey really boomed in the United States. Uh, but before we get into any of that stuff, first of all, we got to talk about the Gangrel stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the lead off the show. One of the more, <laughs> like we've had weird things where we've talked about stuff on the show and it's come to like fruition or had we've had weird ties in quote-unquote real life, this may be the weirdest of all. Because if you're wondering how this got started, you know, Trevor obviously loves professional wrestling. I do. I haven't watched since you know the, the, the boom of the Attitude Era when everybody was watching. Majority, and, like a yeah. majority of people in the, probably in their sure. over 25 years, yeah. So whenever Trevor brings up wrestling, you know, I make a like, a, you know, C-minus joke. And I, the first time I did it, I was like, who's the most just... Nobody throw away, like, oh, I remember that guy, wrestler you can think of. And I just picked at random Gangrel, who was a member of the Brood back when I was watching wrestling. And so every time Trevor brings up wrestling, I'm like, who's Gangrel fighting? Or like, who's Gang- is Gangrel going to, how do you do last night? Like, you, you figured you've always been like, uh, is Gangrel there? Nope. Oh, no, I won't watch. Yeah, it's, it's you, a you running were, you joke. You safe, yeah. And then on AEW, I guess this was, was it Friday night? Friday night Rampage, yeah. Like Gangrel legit shows up. <laughs> yeah. They bring him out. <laughs> the Hardy Boys. They were they were no, no, sorry, the, the Young Bucks are wrestling the Hardy Boys in the pay per view. So they were mocking them on Friday, and as a result, yeah, they brought that. You didn't get to see it though. Unfortunately, the Hardys. They, I keep on the Hardys. The Young Bucks did attack Gangrel after the match. Oh no! Yeah, and started beating on him, and then the Hardys came out and saved him, and then Gangrel gave a uh, spike DDT to the the uh, the Young Bucks lackey Brandon Cutler. Incredible! I, the and the number of people who tagged me on Twitter about like, I hope you're watching AEW, <laughs> just blew my mind. It was incredible. One of the a paramount pinnacle moment for the show. Couldn't have been more excited. He came out. He did the whole like spitting blood thing in the yeah, air he did. too. Incredible! Like un- unbelievable. You see the way he's walking to the ring. You can tell that guy's had a few hip surgeries. He was looking a little rough. Yeah, he said, "Hey, who says wrestling is, is fake?" Right? I mean, it takes a toll on your body. Trust he was me. struggling a little bit. I'm amazed he pulled off the bump where he did the uh, little spike DDT. I mean, they that was probably uh, the la- the next bump. He'll probably be another maybe six years till he can do another one after that. It it, it took a lot out of him. Yeah. So you you mentioned you had a good weekend. Oh, it was but, awesome. Besides weekend. Grand Girl showing up. What were you upset? I mean, Friday was, I mean, it was a full day-to-day Kelsey Manor rock and roll. I mean, Friday was, uh, I watched, I finished Stranger Things season three to catch up to, so I can watch a new season. Then watched Rampage, saw Gangrel. My, my weekend was already made from that, sure. that point. 
Uh, the other guy, you for those that don't know, you also bring up a D'Lo Brown, who I got to meet at a little show in Louisville a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, love D'Lo. Um, Saturday was uh, All Day Stranger Things Season 4. So, by the way, Netflix, screw you for making me wait now five more weeks. Yeah, the last so you finished the whole season one Oh, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm still like. Don't say anything. <laughs> okay, I'll keep, I'll keep my mouth shut. Uh, very good season, though. Is that, is that a spoiler? Okay, that's okay. fine. I'm, 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 I'm very happy with it. Cannot wait for the next two episodes. Uh, that was all day Saturday. And then Sunday was AEW Wrestling. Had a, a five-hour pay-per-view. Punk won the championship over Hangman. Not the choice I'd go with, but when I'm okay with it. I thought Hangman had it. I thought Hangman was going to win it, too. Uh, awesome pay-per-view, even though it went almost five and a half hours. Uh, a lot of great matches. And then Monday, I woke up, and buddy calls me and was like, hey, I got a ticket for uh, Maverick. Somebody bailed on us. You want to go? I was like, yeah, you know what? What the hell? Here we go. So I I'm went, excited to hear this. So I went to saw, went and saw Maverick on Monday afternoon. And then... Uh, Wait, hold on. Your thoughts. You have bashed this movie forever. I told you it's been getting well, first great of all, reviews. I haven't bashed it. I just you. Well, you, first of all, I think your exact quote was, "I'm never going to see this movie." Well, I would have watched it probably on HBO or something. You've seen at it. Some point. You've seen it quite literally any faster than any friend I have. But like, I don't know anybody else that's seen this movie already. Of course, you're the one who was the most anti it. Is the first one to see it. Well, I guess you know. I mean, I figured you know I. If I don't want to be as big a hypocrite as I usually am about everything else in life, then I might as well go see it so I can at least have an honest opinion about it without you know just. Judging it without watching it. And? It's a sequel. It's not very great. Oh, I <laughs> it's not that the, good. the fact that you didn't come out and like bash it right away just made me think that you were going to have to be like, I got to say, the, it's the pretty good. baffles me of the hyperbolic attitudes of everybody on Twitter I read. Like, I think somebody I read today was like, it's the greatest sequel ever. People love it. It's a average sequel. In fact, I dozed off for about five minutes of it. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's not that great. the The only good thing about the movie is really the fighter, the, the the airplane scenes, the fight scenes, and the ones in the original were better than the ones in this one. I mean, it's hmm. not that great. It's a sequel, people. I mean, it's an average sequel. Is it in the top ten of all time sequels? Maybe, maybe in the teens somewhere, but not like the best of all time. So nowhere near as good as the original. So okay, but like you, not was it better than you thought it was going to be at least. Because you thought it was going to be pretty bad. No, that's about what I thought it'd be. Okay, well. An average sequel with some good special effects. All right, well, what are you going to do? I mean, the plot was lame a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Conley was the no-needed no love interest added that had no plot line to anything in the original storyline. They just threw her in there kind of like uh, the girl in Major League Two with Ricky Vaughn. Hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? How like they threw in this love interest sure. story that no one... No one had ever heard of originally in the first one, but suddenly it's got a history. That's kind of like Jennifer Connelly was in this one, which I love Jennifer Connelly. Hot, but totally pointless in this movie. Um, they they just took a derivative version of the volleyball scene and made it a beach football scene, which had no business in the movie. It was kind of pointless and stupid. Um, oh, and of course, everything's based on Goose's kid, whose name is Rooster. Love it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's low-hanging fruit, but still. It, it is, it's what it, the people want. It, it, it is it is your basic paint by numbers kind of generic sequel. The only different and like most kind of bad you know, you know average to bad sequels, it just came out way too long as a money grab later on after the original. All right, now we have to. <laughs> I want to talk more about this a little bit later. But we have to get to the DeAndre Moore stuff in a second. But before we do, we now have. I, I feel like this demands our attention. So the EYBL okay. EYBL was happening over the weekend. I know the only thing um, I didn't do this weekend. Yeah, a lot of people made it out there. Love seeing all the former U of L players. Um, 
in the building watching Dewan Wagner, love or DJ Wagner, love seeing DJ Wagner posing for pictures with kids in Louisville gear, all that good stuff. He put on a show. It was, it was great. It was what you wanted to happen. So I'm just now saying this in the last 10 minutes from Matt Jones. KSR is confirming UK, they've got an assistant spot opening on their staff. Yeah. They're going to hire KT Turner, who had been the associate head coach at Oklahoma. Yes. That's not exactly news. They're breaking that. But Jones has this. It was breaking news to me when I saw it. A few minutes ago. <laughs> Jones has this. <laughs> I am also told there is a world where Dewan Wagner could end up joining the UK basketball staff in some capacity. You've been watching Stranger Things? Not finalized, <laughs> but possible. You hire Grandpa, we hire Dad. Also, you spelled Dewan's name wrong, so maybe you should get that right if you're going <laughs> to really? try to play this game. <laughs> if, and it's still a definite yeah. if, Calipari uh, ha- hires Dewan Wagner, spelled it incorrectly again, in some capacity, <laughs> that is an old-school Cal move that I would absolutely love. This is getting juicy. This is getting spicy. <laughs> I just love the fact that he barely keeps misspelling. D-A-J, not, not, not D-E. Come on. <laughs> Come on, even I know this. And this guy broke my heart 25 years ago. Well, that's because we remember between Dewan Wheat and Dewan Wagner. Yeah. Know, there's a spelling difference, yeah. So, <laughs> game on. I mean, this has been, I thought one of the interesting things about the EYBL stuff over the weekend was everybody in attendance, and I know this is coming from a Louisville side, but it sounded like there was nobody on the UK side refuting it, talking about all the people dressed in red, all the people in the U of L stuff, like just fawning over DJ Wagner, coming up to him, asking him for pictures, you know, throwing the L's up, and not very many people in blue. Like you would think that this was, it would be the other way, other, other way around. Like Kentucky basketball fans have been obsessed with recruiting forever. This is a big kid for them, big get for them potentially. Um, but no, and Reed Shepard also was playing games at the same time in the same place. So I don't know. But the, the I don't know if you saw the pictures or the videos of the crowd. From the DJ Wagner versus Bronny James game, but insane for yeah. a for a AAU. Let's be real, like basically a meaningless game, like an exhibition game on a makeshift floor at the Kentucky Exposition Center. I mean, it's like eight deep everywhere. Like, like this is this is why you bring tournaments like this to Louisville. Yeah, Nobody have, embraces basketball like this area does. It reminded me of like the old St. Matthews basketball days when Rutherford team would be on the court. Exactly. Or like during my you know you know Wagner freshman basketball days. It's the Asperton. It's one of the, that's what the, it's the main mess gym at Wagner. The Sonics so, taking yeah. out the Spurs in the 10-year-old championship yeah, game. That's what it looked like. I mean, it was like... I scored eight points. Not a big deal. I don't bring it up often, but I did. One day I'm going to find the... I used to have those... I, I used to have like the old scorebooks from those days. I hope that. I, I would love to be in one. If I ever found one, I found your name written on it. I would just... We won. It. The first year I played in the league was with a 10-year-old, and like we won the championship. And uh, I I'm played. Sure I probably ran the board for you. I ran, uh, did the score. Well, actually, uh, Jordan Whitaker's mom used to always run. Do the, loved her. Loved the, she, loved all the Whitakers. Yeah, she used to she used to fill out the books, but a lot of times I ran the scoreboard. She was, and because this was the year, it was just ten year olds. So Jordan was the year above me. So Myron seems were in the age group ahead of us. Yeah, because we're in the same grade, but he was a little bit older. But. Yeah, we won, and you know, you say eight points, no big deal. Nothing roll your eyes. I think we won the game like twenty to sixteen or something. I believe so it. Yeah, eight points was a huge deal when you're ten oh, years yeah. old. Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I bookended my St. Matthews rec league with championships. Won the first year I played, and then the last year when I was fourteen, we also won the the tournament championship. I, I do, I do love how it was that, just like that with I, DJ Wagner. No, and to spin it back to DJ, I love how Matt like refers to it as a, a different in a world where like like is this the upside in down? a world? Is, is this the is this like the upside down of Hawkins? Upside down of of Kentucky, where Dewan is like the, in the evil ver- evil universe, De- Wagner is going to be a UK Wildcat. Is that what he's trying to say? There's a world, There's a world. where Dewan Wagner. Yeah, <laughs> this is the multiverse. There's a world where UK has Dewan Wagner on staff. In that same universe, Louisville didn't get caught with strippers. This would be hilarious. 
I mean, in a very strange way, to have a kid picking between his grandpa and his dad. I love the des- the, the, the smell of desperation from Kentucky to go out and hire his dad. But it, like, I mean, that's does that, not scream like us. You can say that. I guess you say, well, Trevor, I mean, Lovar's hiring his grandpa. There's there's also there's ties to that, and you can say there's ties to Cal and obviously Dewan. But I mean, there's never been any connect. There's never a, a hint in the last ten years plus, or since Cal's been in Kentucky, has there ever been a oh well they're going to bring you know Dewan may join the staff in some way. No, this is a desperation hail mary attempt to grab his son. Probably well, Dewan Wagner's never coached. That's the other yeah, thing. Said, well, and neither had Milt when they hired him. That's what I was saying. This, this yeah. would be history repeating. It. Well, at least Milt was. I mean, you know, he hadn't been that far removed from his playing days. I guess like yes. Dewan hasn't played basketball since 07. It's been fifteen years. He's done nothing. He's just been hanging out at the Foot Locker with World Wide West's grandkids? Um, I don't know what he's been doing, but it hasn't been anything like a official basketball capacity as a coach or a player. So bringing him in, I mean, this is a, at least Milt makes a little bit of sense with UofL. I mean, he and Kenny Payne have been close. Milt played at the damn school. We're clearly going back to our 80s, early 90s right. roots and hiring everybody from back then. With the one, it's a, and you can say like all that stuff. And it, sure, does Milt, like, does DJ Wagner play a factor in hiring Milt Wagner? I think so. I don't think there's any question about that. But with hiring Dewan at UK, there's nothing about it that's not about his son. Like it's it, it's 100 yeah. percent totally transparent, all about getting this one recruit. And I, I mean, you say reeks of desperation. I think it goes back to what I've been saying all along, which is whoever loses this sweepstake, like it's going to be a gigantic deal, even more so than we thought it was just a couple of months ago, because both sides are pulling out all the stops. This is, uh, I mean, this is uh, from a recruiting standpoint. This is as high stakes as it gets in this rivalry because whichever side that the fan base is going to be pissed off that they lost the kid won, but they're going to be more pissed off that he's going to the other place. I mean, I can't wait till he makes it. He has like his decision and he puts it like it's going to be like live on WHAS and WDO. They're just going to like break it. it. Is. Like, we now interrupt the soap opera to go to DJ Wagner's decision. I really want to go to Bellarmine. <laughs> I think just from a pure comedic standpoint, WKU maybe. Yeah, just like whatever. No, not, not, not WKU. We play them. Whatever. Well, we play Bellarmine too, probably. Well, we, we do, but I think we. We still handle, handle Bellman with DJ Wagner. No, I love Scotty D. Uh, I don't know. Love the Davenports. I think we would. I think we'd be okay. Western's got talent. Who's they well, also beat us by like twenty last year? Stansbury's got to be. He's got to get involved in this, right? I mean, he's. I mean, we know he, his shadiness knows no bounds. What family member is he going to hire? Yeah, but all the stuff this he's been doing gonna, is legal now. Can be uncle to hire his hire his next door neighbor. No one hurt <laughs> NIL. No one was hurt more by NIL than Rick Stansbury because now it's all like everybody's doing the same stuff. It's all about can you coach. And I, I mean, we know the answer to that question. Well. They've had talent there since he got there. They have not been to the, you know, they have not done anything in Conference USA. No. So, or just like a like DJ Wagner picks Northwestern, <laughs> just the most <laughs> random Power Five conference program you can think of. I grew up watching Chris Collins, St. Pete. He is Man. a New Jersey native, right? He's up in New Jersey. He goes to Seton Hall. Seton Holloway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I laugh, but I would cry at the same time. I would too. So, <laughs> DJ Wagner, big time weekend uh, at the EYBL, plays really well. He and uh, not Ahmad, not Isaiah, but Aaron Bradshaw uh, put together. I think they, just they Bradshaw. went. Bradshaw. Just Bradshaw. This is one name now. They went, uh, I believe, four and one over the weekend. Uh, in the last game they played, Wagner had 11 and, and points and nine assists. Bradshaw had 16 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, they went four and one. They're now 11 and two overall. And the you know the whole EYBL be, builds up to the Peach Jam. It's the big event of the year. Which I do know Peach Jam. Yeah, everybody knows Peach Jam. Yeah, I think even the the farthest novice recruiting person like me 
knows the Beach Jam. And the big thing is, you know, you're trying to compile. You have all these circuit events, and then the best teams get to go to the Peach Jam. So the Scholars now, the, the team that he plays for, are 11-2 and two in these various events, and it sounds like they're in good shape to qualify for the Peach Jam, which is a big deal. How did other, uh, our other feature recruit, uh, Bron Bron, play? Uh, Bronny James apparently looked like, like, you know, first of all, I think he's going to Duke regardless because you, you, know, you want the LeBron brand, you're Duke, I get it. But I don't. Is he even is he good enough to play Duke? No, he's, he's, I'm just saying that straight up. I don't think he is. I mean, I've heard I've the heard other son that. is apparently the one, who, the one who's like a, I think an incoming freshman is the one who could be a legit player. What's his name? I don't know. Just Bron Donnie um, Donnie Don <laughs> Don Don. But Bronny is like don't get me wrong. He's kind of like the Jordan twins who ended up playing at like Central Florida or whatever. Yeah, they weren't very good. Like, exactly, like good enough to be. Were they twins? I think so. Maybe or, they, it was, or were they just brothers? It was Marcus and something, wasn't it? Right. Who cares? Yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. They they, they ended up being like fine college players at a nah, low level. Like I think Bronny's better than they are, but I think he's if he didn't have that name, he'd be like maybe a top 100 prospect. May oh yeah. Was it? Was I mean, it, he, as is he's like 54. Doesn't he so. still play with? Does he still play with Wade's kid? I don't think so. In, in that academy school, they used to, but oh, okay. not AAU style. Wade's kid, is he any good? He's not any good, is he? I think he's okay. He's about the same level. Yeah. Too bad his dad's not as famous as LeBron. Pretty much. <laughs> so he's not as good. <laughs> yeah. Like, we love you, way, but like, maybe we'll throw you a bone down in Miami with uh, Jim Nerland. <laughs> he might throw you a little bit of something. Yeah, I think Down it's, in Dade County. It's um, <laughs> uh, Bryce James is the one that everybody's saying now. Like, okay. Could legit be better. Than, than, than Bronny. Is he going to be the LaMelo to Lonzo? Well, Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo was the top two recruit. That's true. And was, top, was a top pick. Yeah. Like, bad Leandro is the one was. you need to compare yeah. to. The, the middle one who, like, I'll never forget. Like, ah, I, the Cooper Manning of the Ball family. I was fascinated <laughs> like when the when the Ball brothers became a thing. Like, I was kind of fascinated by this. They had that special on ESPN. So I was like, you know what? They're playing a game. They played... Um, one of the big schools, Matter Day, uh, in, in the California tournament. Yeah. I was like, I'll stream this. I'll watch this live. And I remember I was like, I was like, Lamella's little. Like, I think he could be good. Lonzo's obviously a superstar. And I was like, that middle one, <laughs> that, that middle one, like, I don't know if he can play anywhere. I'm like, I don't know if he would, if he could get a scholarship at Louisville. Well, Lamello just would just take a dribble across half court and just chuck the ball. Well, that's what they all did. I like, mean, it was Leangelo so bad was like, I mean, he was not athletic. I mean, shall I say a little. What's the night, chubby? What's the I was gonna say? More thick yeah. than, than the other two brothers. I, I feel like he was getting the seconds at the dinner table of over the other two brothers. So he would like back down dudes and then take like fall away twenty two footers, like he was taking them from five feet. It was the yeah. weirdest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, this is not a game that translates to the the college slash, let alone NBA level. I guess his claim to fame <sighs> is getting caught shoplifting in China. That's 100. percent It is. That's, that's pretty much that. He never played again after that, did he? No, he not like, collegially at least. I love his dad. Was like, they're still all going to be on the Lakers. I'm like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> the other two, maybe. Lonzo's in New Orleans now. I think still. He's is he demanding a trade again now? Who knows? The and Lamelo's having fun in Charlotte because they're just letting him chuck the ball at, and despite whether they win or lose, he's fun to watch. Yeah, um, well, Lonzo's also he's with the Bulls now. Oh, is that where he is? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're fun. Anyways, we haven't talked about DeAndre Moore. That the Matt Jones, DeJuan Wagner stuff came up. Look, it's DJ Wagner's world in, here in local radio. If there's a DJ Wagner update, we got to break in. We we need, we really do need a DJ Wagner music like update like do 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 DJ. By the way, speaking not, not DJ but TJ's calm saying I have a lack of awareness about what that I that I said that I'm hiring DeJuan Wagner with reeked of desperate uh, desperate. 
I don't know if it re- it reeks of desperation may be a little strong. It certainly means like like Calipari's pulling out all the stops because he doesn't want this to become a thing with with U of L and Kenny Payne. But again, this is just Jones throwing it out there. There's no actual like, like guarantee that this is going to happen. If it does, I mean, like it, it, it's probably a big thing in the recruitment. I don't like it from the standpoint of a Louisville fan who wants DJ Wagner to suit up in the red and the black, but. My goodness, from just like an objective basketball fan and like fan of the, of the rivalry and fan of the sport, it's about as juicy as it gets. Dad versus grandpa, like, how does DJ feel about any of this? Like, like I mean, is this is he legit torn? I'm is, telling you, he's gonna go. Play, is he going to have trauma he's from go all play this? Western because Stansbury's gonna hire his mom. He's like, I was gonna go to Villanova, and then Jay Wright retired. <laughs> it's like the one other place I can go to up there, in New Jersey. Like, good God, I've got no options here other than to disappoint a blood relative. This is horrible. It's just gonna end up being like half the, the Wagner family is gonna be completely divided. We're just gonna hire. We're gonna keep hiring more cousins and uncles, and they're gonna hire, you know, nephews and 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 sisters and brothers. And it's just gonna be it's gonna be disaster. I'll say this too, and I say this as someone who. Like I've I've met Milt a few times. He came on the radio show back in the in the old days. Really, really like him. Obviously, have the utmost respect for what he did as a player here at U of L. Love that he's back on staff. If we, if Calipari hires Dewan and DJ goes to Kentucky, and then we play that game, it'll be at, at the Yum Center two years from now. And DJ like lights us up, and they win. And Milt is doing like the bro slap and the hugging his kid and hugging his grandson. It's like, I'm gonna be a little bit pissed. I'm gonna be like, come on, man. What were we doing here? This whole thing was about trying to get players. Like, I, I, I'll be upset. I won't like it. I'm not going to like it. we got to get DJ Wagner out at this point. i got to get off Twitter. These people are annoying me. Why? This guy replies, Does you know that Cal played at Memphis? The lack of knowledge by people is amazing. Josh Codwell, I have forgotten more about sports than you'll ever know. Dude. Oh. Just, just keep that in mind. Uh, oh, did TJ tweet about you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now he's, he's bringing up the big guns. Oh, he went after, yeah. It kind of reeks of desperation, wouldn't you say? Welcome to our BBN listeners. <laughs> Listen in after the break as we talk about this top 10 recruiting class. DeAndre Moore, four star. We're going to talk about him. Oh, yeah. The break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday here on 1450 big dog's and 96.1 The Big X. Talking again? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, what what better band to, 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 to bring in the summertime? It does. This does have a definitive summer feel to it. I mean, for sure. I mean, is there a better overall just summer band than the Beach Boys? No. I mean, it's, it's in the name. It, exactly. I'm not the biggest Beach Boys fan. I you not? Well, you're gonna hate today. That's okay. <laughs> it's that joke where the guy goes to hell. <laughs> Monday, <laughs> when you like golf, I love golf. You're gonna love Monday. You're gonna love Monday. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna bring up what Wednesday is, but he's not gonna like it. <laughs> uh, we've got T.J. Walker stirring up all sorts of oh, uh, he's having a crap with he, you. He must be bored. He, Posting your quotes. Clearly, there's no houses to sell today. Yeah. Um, 
And then now posting that, that, that you think you know more sports than that guy's ever forgotten. What? Or you've forgotten more sports than that guy could ever know. Yeah. Who I, apparently is a coach somewhere. Well, great. I'm sure he can, He can. yeah, you want to run circles around me doing X's and O's and fly patterns, that's fine. But when it comes to sports trivia, dude, yeah. I've burnt out more brain cells with knowledge than you have. Uh, Zaire Wade, by the way, you were mentioning uh, Dwayne Wade's son who played with Bronny James at Sierra Canyon. I should have remembered that because I always think of Zion Harmon when I would think of him. Yeah, he's in the G League. Oh, Wait, he is? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so he did, did he even go to college? No, he did the – I guess he was old enough when he finally got out of Clearly that. Clearly I forgot that Sierra or didn't Canyon. know it either. <laughs> he went to Brewster Academy. He did not get drafted. He's in the Jazz organization. He played – 12 games this year for the G League Salt Lake City team, averaged 1.8 points per game. So basically, he's in the G League because his last name's Wade. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in Salt, I mean, at least Miami could throw him a bone. Yeah, you'd think, right? I mean, what yeah. Are you do? I mean, come on, Pat Riley. All right, let's talk football you recruiting. You resurrected your career, man. Let's get to football recruiting uh, because it's fun to talk about for the first time in forever, really. Louisville, we knew wow. that there was, uh, based on the, the tweets of the players, the tweets of the, the commits, the tweets of the coaching staff, that something was imminent. Somebody was going to commit on Tuesday. Keith Wynn, he did some sleuthing, again, did some digging, and he thought it was either going to be DeAndre Moore or I think Madden Sanker is, is another guy that people had talked about potentially popping soon. Offensive lineman, another player who would okay. be. There are five players who we could potentially get who would be five of the ten highest-rated commits in the history of the program. We now have three of them. We're feeling we're looking pretty good on the other two, and we've had good success with high recruits in football. We have opposed to basketball. Opposed to basketball, yeah. DeAndre Moore, wide receiver, out of California, officially makes it official today. Commits to Louisville. He's a smaller guy, right? Smaller guy. He is the highest rated out of state recruit in the history of Louisville football. So. Only only ranks behind Bush and Brom in terms of the overall rankings. Now, if you use the ESPN rankings, he's the number seventeen overall player in the class. Number seven, not, not position, not state, not whatever. Number 17, overall recruit of any position in the 2023 class, which would make him the highest rated recruit uh, in the history of ESPN's rankings, which date back to 2006. Regardless of what ranking service you're using. Oh, he goes back over to six? That's not very fair to us. But. Well, regardless of what <laughs> ranking you're using, kid's a big deal. Yeah. He, a lot of people, I, I saw him, our guy, Matt McGavick, compared him to uh, Chad Ochocinco, thinks he has that type of game. Six foot, 185, definitely a speedster. Chad Johnson. Had uh, Chad Johnson, sure, Ochocinco, whatever. Um, <laughs> had offers to virtually every power program you can imagine. Had offered from Alabama, offered from Oklahoma. He originally, a lot of people thought, was going to be a guy who was going to go to USC. Had offers to Texas, had offers to Oregon. Um, those were the other four programs that were, I think, the highest on his list. I mean, Georgia, reigning national champs, offered him. Florida, offered him. Auburn, offered him. Every school you can imagine. Offered this kid. The fact we also got him away from Southern Cal, it, where he's, USC was recruiting him heavily, you mentioned, and Lincoln Riley being the hot name yeah. there. It says a lot. He, now, Chad Johnson's like 6'2", like 200 pounds. This, you said this guy's a little smaller, though, right? He's 6'5". Oh, he's 6'5", um, okay. 6'185". Okay. Sounds like a, almost like a more like your Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore type size. Regardless. Yeah. Very good. I'm pumped. Now, at the present moment, with Louisville's uh, recruiting class and the 247 sports composite rankings, Seventh best class in America. Number seven. For now, because it's going up. For, it, it might even go up. It's climbing, baby. We are recruiting, you know, this, um, I mean, we're in on all these other four stars. Of course, June 17th is the big weekend where all these kids, including DeAndre Moore, including Pierce Clarkson, including some uncommitted prospects, are going to be in Louisville. They've circled the state for a long time. Hopefully there could be another flood coming in the relatively near future. But there are a lot of guys that Louisville feels like they're in pretty good on. Um it, 
it's never been this fun to follow football recruiting. I can see why people get into this. I, 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 when you're getting all these players, when you're getting all these these guys that are picking you over like the other, like, like or not the other, but like the bluest of blue blood programs in the country. It's yeah, what, it's pretty fun. It's been what, 15 years since we've had this kind of feeling? Pretty, I mean, if ever. Like we've never had a complete class. We've never had a top 25 recruiting class. We've had some like big time really? players. I thought we'd been like, we were been on the cusp, right? We've been close a couple. Yeah. I mean, you know, in, in Charlie's, that the Teddy class in hindsight was easily one of the five best in the country. Yeah. When you look at how many of those guys got drafted and how they performed as college players. But at the time, yeah, yeah, they weren't technically a top 25 class. But this is, look, it's fun as hell. None of it changes the fact that we got to win some actual games, but Uh, it's fun as hell. These guys are going to be here next year, actually, but... Well, yeah. I mean, mean, this coming season, no. But, you know, two years from now, I think some of these guys are absolutely good enough to to contribute right away. The other player now that we... The other big piece of recruiting news over the weekend... Um, Ruben Owens, who's the number one all-purpose back in the country, number Texas. one running back. Yeah, the kid who canceled the visit to Georgia to take a visit to Louisville. Which, yeah, because we're, we're better than Georgia. It, like Just saying that aloud it blows your mind a little bit. Uh, he's now down to four schools. Texas A&M, Texas, TCU, and Louisville. Wow. One of these things does not belong. One of these things is not like the others, right? And DeAndre Moore today, when he commits, says, like, like we're going after Reuben Owens. And Pierce Clarkson now, who's been focused on DeAndre Moore for the last couple of weeks, is now going after Reuben Owens. Like, hell yeah, let's get all these kids. Why not? I mean, we might have to move the uh, name of the Super Six over to the football group. I, I mean, let's be This is like the Super 25 at this point. <laughs> the other thing that I love is in all of these, you know, the national writers who announce, you know, DeAndre Morris committed to Louisville, picked him over Bama and USC and all this stuff. Like everybody in the comment section is like just making like gifts of like Scrooge McDuck jumping into the, the pool of money or like throwing out money. It's like, yeah, this is the way it works now. It's legal. I'm sorry we're better at it than you are, which is a weird thing to say. Like our NIL game seems to be above Texas's and USC's at the present well, time. Well, I, th- I think what it is also to do, not, not, to, not to deflate a little air out of the, the balloon here with this, but it's also I think we're willing to pay some of these guys that are down more the pecking order on their list more money than they are because they're more important to us sure which is fine i mean i just gonna say you know georgia not saying georgia isn't wanting a guy like deandre deandre more right yeah i mean more? number 17 overall so player I, I wanna, i'm gonna keep wanting to think i'm gonna call him dj more like over and over but but they i'm sure they want more but there's i mean there's other guys that they look at or either obviously you know ranked higher on the wide receiver list they're willing to pay a little more not money many for. i mean there's two I mean, well, that's why we need to get them before they realize that they're down. They need to go give well, that money to him. They're all committed to us. Both of them are committed to USC. So like, he is quite literally the highest ranked receiver in America right now. Before he committed to Louisville, I feel like we're just like doing free agent bidding over here, like in Madden or something, or just in real life. In I general. don't give a bleep what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, it's... we're getting players. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. I, this is. It, it it does though, and I've seen the, the conversation is going to keep popping up until we actually start playing games. What record does Scott need to have in order to make sure that he gets to actually coach this class? Does like does he? Does it's he, just, just going to keep happening. I see. I, every time we get a player like this, it like the celebration lasts for about forty five minutes, and then you see that first poll question. It's like seven wins, six wins, five wins, four wins. Like does the does the does the class is the class rises in rankings 
does the win total required next year go down? Yeah. Like, do we? Like, it does. There's no, no question about it. <laughs> we get to like the fifth class. Well, five wins is okay. Fourth class, four wins is okay. I mean, if we have the number one ranked <laughs> one, class in America, I'm going to be like, win. you know what? <laughs> Just get that James Madison dub and we're going to be okay. <laughs> Beat James Madison, stay within 60 of Kentucky, <laughs> and then we'll, <laughs> we'll let these players get on campus and see what happens. Can we get a blackout on the Kentucky game so these recruits don't see it? <laughs> well... In Lexington this year, I don't know if we have any control over that. So, uh, in all seriousness, though, like I'll say, we don't need to dive into the topic again for the umpteenth time. I'll say what I've been saying all along, which is I still think like six. I get it. I won't be excited about it if you go six and six and we bring Satterfield back for another year. Seven and five, fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Anything less than six, though, and like my question would be because it's it's all going to be you're keeping this guy just to keep this recruiting class intact. And my comment would be, he's been four here four years, losing overall record, hasn't taken advantage of a down ACC or an average ACC. What reason do we have to believe that he can do anything with these players? It's great to have four stars. It's great to have guys that we've, you know, the type of players that we've never been able to bring to this program. But what good does it do if we have a staff that can't win eight, nine, ten games with them? And, right? And I don't want to be like the, 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 the uh, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to excited until I see him on campus guy completely right here. But I get it. I mean, who's to say that if this team doesn't underachieve under, under Sat next year and they win four games or win five games, that some of these recruits look at that and go, oh, do I really want to go there now? I mean, I like him. I like the Louisville. You know, the, the six figures I'm getting from Planet, you know, Planet Fitness is nice, but – you know, I'd like to win, too, at some point. I think that that's a perfectly understandable, like, a plausible scenario. I mean, we go, we only win four. I mean, God forbid we win four games. But, I mean, we win four or five, maybe, you know, under six games next year, which, I mean, it's not insane to think it, unfortunately. I would be surprised. I mean, I'd be surprised. If, I would not be surprised if you didn't see a couple of those recruits do drop out. And if you're wondering, now hopefully the big boys aren't the ones that are doing it. But you know, and I hate to lose anyone off this class, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit. And if you're wondering, early signing day for this upcoming season, because a lot of these guys are planning on enrolling early at U of L. It's not until December 21st, 2022. I wish it was like, I mean, I wish it was like next month. You know, let's let's get these guys lock them in. <laughs> Because to your point, like Jerry Maguire at draft day, like can I get can something writing here? Like I don't want just a handshake. My word is my oath. Well, <laughs> to your point, let's say, and I hate to go down this negativity road because we're I'm enjoying this as much as anybody. But let's say Louisville opens the season up at, at Syracuse, a game that they're going to be favored to win. Syracuse is one of the they're the worst or the second to worst team going into the season. It yeah. looks like in the ACC. Duke is worse. And what if we like get blasted a little bit, and then we lose to UCF the next week handily? Oh. And I mean, then all these players see like people making fun of you. They see the fan base going up in flames. They see all this stuff. Like I, I'm with you, and I think that because of the NIL stuff, I'm less concerned about losing committed players before signing day than I would have been three, four years ago. But that concern still has to be out there just a little bit because we've been burned like this before. Like, yeah, I mean, we are jaded fans because of this. You see players upset with the coaching staff. That reflects the recruits. I mean, yeah. the, the kids aren't getting along with the coaches. Don't lose it, I, but You know what? I watched the Express for the first time last night. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Right. I heard that was kind of the, the general reaction I got. Yeah, I was a little uh, inaccuracies in a lot of stuff, especially when he went pro was, was pretty glaring to me, but... Texture says, I Thornton Sex Line have not mentioned it yet. 502-414-1450. Download that Refreshing Rewards app after you text into the show. Use it every time you got to fuel up at any one of the 700,089 area Thornton's locations. 
Uh, Texture says, for the love of everything, Scott, <laughs> just win seven games and be competitive against UK next season so we can avoid the most awkward and uncomfortable coaching discussion in recent history. That's it sums it up right there. Plus, you do that, I, I feel like you're not going to really... I mean, you could still obviously lose a recruit or two, but I, I can't imagine there being any like detractors in terms of the, the, the recruits if we win seven games. No. And you, you would play in a decent ball game. I mean, a ball game in general. Yeah. yeah, which would be you know better than the Armed Forces Bowl against Air Force. Last hey, year. now. Well, look, I've got no love Don't for the Army. Memorial Day's past. Don't start bashing our Armed Forces now. I'm bashing Air Force because they bashed us last year. I'm not happy about it. I don't want to play in that game again. Um, if you go 7-5, and five, and you've made this point several times too, with the right combination of wins. Let's say you beat yeah. Clemson or UK. Preferably UK at this point. I know Clemson's going to be better than UK, or at least it looks like they're Clemson going to be. Clemson means more probably to us on a national perspective than UK does. But, but I think to us here locally. It means more, yeah. UK means after more. the last three games, I think beating Kentucky. Like, six years ago, would I have picked Clemson over UK? I mean, five years ago, four years ago? Yeah. Right now, and I, I think I said the same thing last year before the season, if you give me one win, even if you can guarantee when we play that game in late November, Clemson is like 10-0, and chasing a national title. I'm still picking UK right now. You'd pick a win over UK. Yeah. Say UK's 500. Yeah. And it's it's possible. Yeah. Say they're 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 five and five or whatever. Yeah. And Clemson's ten and zero. And national television. You, you'd still take the UK win over Clemson. Yes. Right now, in this moment, <laughs> I mean that's an area that's it, a little tougher to do for me. But I would I, I get where well, you're coming from. If you say that like Clemson's ten and zero and we're like nine and one or something, and there's legitimate, then that changes the schedule. I, I'm doing this under the and again, this is the Eeyore of the of the the Eeyore rubbing <laughs> off on me. I'm doing this under the assumption that we are. More than likely, like a team that's you know six and four, yeah, you know, five and five at that time. I'm I'm taking the Kentucky win. I we need to shut them up. I mean, they've blasted us for three years in a row. I mean, beating and knocking off an undefeated Clemson team, home or away, I don't care where it is this year would be. Well, here's the other thing though. Be pretty nice. The Kentucky so. game is last. There's a there's a recency effect at play. Like that game sticks with you, good or bad, longer than it should have because it's the most recent game until you play the bowl game. And now with bowl games seeming to matter less and less every single year, a lot of times the Kentucky game is – like I think more people remember what happened against Kentucky last year than remember what happened against Air Force. Because Air Force – I don't know. It's hard to forget a running team throwing the ball for 40 yards. Yeah, but like we already – like the season was already kind of chalked up as a you know whatever season at that point. Yeah. And we had a lot of guys who weren't playing in that game. And like, it's always going to be the case. Like I think you just remember like the image of Will Levis – throwing up like L's down for the 750th time. Just, just It sticks with you a little bit. Just moonwalking into the end zone because no one's near to hit him. Jumping over, dude. Levitating at yeah. one point, like giving the middle finger to the crowd from 16 feet in the air. True story, it happened. It, it did. And like doing a full 360 turn while in the air. <laughs> Beam of light just came down, <laughs> just cascading all around him. At one point, he actually ate a banana while before players even got near him. <laughs> just having coffee with mayonnaise, Ugh, enveloped by a white light. Disgusting thing. That, ever. That's who he is. That's, that's what's going on. Um, <laughs> Texter says, oh, Matt, please uh, discuss the Matt Jones suite. We did that. Yeah, we got into it. Uh, Texter says, just one more reason to believe in Coach Sat. Please don't make this awkward and win at least seven games. See, we, <laughs> we jumped the gun like people were already bringing it up before. Texas says, I'm picking up two new roosters tomorrow. I shall be naming them Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey. If the text line receives picks, I'll send them to y'all. We do. Please send them in. Would love to see our 
respective roosters. Now, these aren't like fighting roosters, are they? I really hope not. Little Jerry, little, little Mike, little G, little TK. I don't believe that's what's <laughs> happening here. I believe this Dexter has texted him before and just has roosters, although a dog, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, ate one of the roosters recently. This is this texter you're telling me? Yes. I don't remember seeing that text. That We had a whole discussion about it. Did we? Because I wasn't sure if it was some sort of entendre that I wasn't just picking up on. <laughs> I, I assumed I it was you. double meaning. Might have blacked that one out, but okay, I believe you. Texas, what are Trevor's favorite movies? I need to know how to evaluate his opinion on Maverick. For instance, I would not take look. I would not look to Trevor for fine dining suggestions. Well, first of all, why not? Because you only get like Arby's and... Like chain restaurants on DoorDash. Yeah, again, I don't see where your point is. Well, <laughs> not considered fine dining by most. Uh, I mean, I, I am a comedy. I lean, always lean towards comedy, and, and I'm more of a uh, dialogue guy and script and, and in that in that realm. But like, here's the thing. If you, if you just want to look for something kind of mindless, don't have to think about it, you know, there's no, you know, seriousness to the plot. It's just pretty much a Jerry Brockheimer movie, which is what it is. Then yeah, you're gonna like Maverick. I mean, it, it, that's what it's for. I mean, it's there to turn off your brain and maybe just not have to think about anything or put any seriousness into the dialogue. Then you yeah, then go enjoy it. And if and that's something you want, and that's something that is up your alley, then I do recommend you probably sit in theaters because you'll the the fight scenes is worth it. But if you want like an actual good movie, no, it's just a, it's a run of the mill sequel. The last text that we had on the text line before we started the show, and this, this is the guy who's always. I mean, a lot of the KRC texters are angry. This is the guy who's more angry than anybody. He's probably angry. If he's listening to today's show, he's probably real pissed. I don't me. think he's listening to us right okay, now, which good. is fine. Uh, this was like at 140. Doofus's rant on Bruiser is the worst take in radio history. Justin, you are a complete idiot and should never be allowed to speak again. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> what was the first sentence? Doofus's rant on Bruiser Duck. is the worst take in radio history. I'm assuming Bruiser Flint? Probably. Uh, listen, I, I don't know about that rant. I do know... There's no way it can be a dumber take than when than when Scoots said that uh, Leonard Hamilton wasn't a good basketball coach. Mm. I mean, listen, you can you can have your doubts against Leonard Hamilton all you want. I have the dude can flat out coach, yeah. and he's one where and he's shown that he can coach. I'm more with Justin than I'm with you. On that. Oh no, no, yeah, no, no! You dingus is all he's stick great together. at getting talent. Um, he hasn't even done that a great. He, 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 what great talent has he actually gotten? They had they, Trevor. They had like a top ten recruiting class like seventeen years in a row. Wow. Now I think you're being a little hyperbolic on that one, but yeah, I get, they have had better recruiting classes in recent years. Yes, I mean the man didn't know to foul down three with seven seconds left in a Sweet Sixteen game, and then was like shocked when somebody brought it up afterward. He's like, "What are you talking about? The game was over." Like, well, you were only down three with seventeen seconds left. And you or seven seconds left, and you called the dogs off. Everyone makes mistakes. Well, he makes a lot. I say this as a fan of a team that has been owned by Leonard Hamilton in recent years. Yeah, exactly. Those days are over. Chris Mack's gone. I, don't, I didn't say I like him as like him because of, as, from my fanhood, fanhood perspective, but as a coach, he's damn good. Texas says the way that Trevor crushed the movie last week, there was a 0% chance he was going to say anything nice. His mind was already made up. No, I went into it open-minded. I mean, but it's, it's again, it's the, they just kind of did your same sequel tropes. I mean, that's all it was. Hmm. You know, take 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 scenes from the first movie and re, re, recreate them. Pretty much uh, take a you know force a, uh, a storyline in there of romance that doesn't need to be. Uh, I was a little upset that I didn't get to see uh, uh, Kelly McGillis or uh, or Meg Ryan cameo. They weren't involved in it. Kind of surprised me. Well, Kelly not surprised because she's looking a little rough. Meg not Ryan still. 
<laughs> but, Meg, but Meg Ryan, spoiler, her Rooster's mom dies apparently at some oh, point. Great. Well, thanks for that. No. Well, not in a movie. No they point. Just, they just, the they, movie. It's just a throwaway line in the movie. <laughs> Texas, sorry. I'm not on the Satterfield train. Bring Brom home. Is that you texting in during the show? <laughs> no, but I'm curious. I'm trying not to be distracted by a Nick Roush text to me during the show. Um, first of all, every other one of those that those texts are to KRC, so I don't think that that's... <laughs> Why is KRC getting so many texts during our show today? No, no, no. I mean, every one of this other person's texts are to KRC. Oh, okay. Texture says, Louisville is currently sitting... And at an over under of five and a half. Our schedule is very tough. My heart says to take the over. What would Trevor do? <laughs> uh, You've I mean, said this before. I think you, you, you're slightly on the I'd over. I take the over, yeah, if you had to make me pick. But, I mean, five and a half is an interesting pool. I mean, that's, there's a reason why. Listen, Vegas didn't get built off, you know, tax money and, and, and saving pennies. They got built off the ignorance of us. If we go under, oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh, I mean that's. Can we just for once in our existence of the last decade, can we avoid the awkward thing that everybody sees possibly coming? Like Mac, you needed to make the tournament in 2021. You could have made it a lot easier on everybody. Didn't do it. Guess what happened? He went the complete opposite route. On that Bleep one. got weird real fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this go round, if we go five and seven, or even maybe six and six, Bleep could get real weird again. I mean, this the basketball season got out of hand so quickly. I'm surprised someone didn't try to kill someone with a trident. That's how crazy it got out of fast so quickly. I mean, I'm not sure that the, that didn't happen. <laughs> you people love them Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Uh, Texas, does Adidas have that strong-ass guilt feeling for how they did us in basketball and trying to make up for it in football with those NIL bags now? Well, Adidas has no part in this, so I don't think they're where is our Where is our main nil money coming from? Do we know? There's a... Eh. I love that, by the way, that we have all this no money going out to people, yet you never see anybody like, on actual billboards. No. Like, they that's, are, that's what baffles me about They're it. playing all of this very close to the vest. There's actually a, there's a, a dude in California who if you – like, it's weird. Like, all the players follow him, and, like, he follows them, and, like, I don't really know what he does. I don't know what's going on. In California. As long as it's by the book, as long as it's nothing that we can get in trouble for, I don't need to know. I don't don't, don't, don't need to know. Don't care. For all I know, Andy's TV is funding all of this. Andy um, is just out there <laughs> cashing checks right and left. He's been waiting for this moment for 40 years, and now he's making all the plays he needs to make. I mean, we've got dealerships like giving out close to millions, six figures to kids. And, like, I don't know. Something tells me Sidney Curry's not bringing in a new car sale to, to anybody. Well, Sidney Curry's got a deal with Jeep. Yeah. Jeep Cross Chrysler. I mean, but like, I mean, why you do see the Planet Fitness billboards with some players on them? Yeah, that was the big Malik one last year. That was like, but other than that, yeah, like all this no money's being thrown out, and it's like, what exactly? I mean, what exactly are you paying for the rightness rights to? Don't know, don't care. <laughs> I mean, this this whole argument came up because I mean, this whole thing like spinballed originally when you know Johnny Menzel was doing an autograph session, which was a good argument. You know, he's doing, he's getting paid for people to come meet him. His likeness, he should get the money for it. And it's been snowballed into this when I was going to give millions of dollars to kids for no reason and just call it likeness. All I know is all of these businesses, all of these people. By the way, saw it coming from day one, but no one listens to Trevor. 
What do you, what do you see coming? <laughs> that this is just going to be just a snowball effect of madness. Trevor, everybody saw this coming. Okay, well, apparently. <laughs> Not everybody. But all these people, all these businesses, I, like, they're all going to be recomped in 2025 when Louisville wins the national title. <laughs> is, that what is that what it is? Yeah. When Aaron Williams is Defensive Player of the Year and you know, Madden Sager's Offensive Lineman of the Year and Pierce Clarkson's winning the Heisman and the Cards are taking down the, the Cotswold playoff, then, yeah, they're going to have their money tripled. Their investment will be all worth it. That's all I'm saying. Good to know. Yeah. They all get a banner. They get a swag bag. Texture says, Mike, you're finishing the season 0-3. The question is, can you start the season 7-2 and or even 6-3? and The answer is no. Well, there you go. That Kentucky fan has already answered the question. What's What was it about the football? About the record. He says, we're going 0-3, so we're going to have to start 7-2 and or 6-3. and Ah, okay. He also says, Trevor, acting like his intellect is above Top Gun is comedy to me. Wait, say what now? <laughs> says Trevor acting like his intellect is above Top Gun is comedy to me. That tells you anything about Top Gun. I mean, hey, I got brain cells. <laughs> I think like I like to, I like the original Top Gun. I think your intellect is above Top Gun. Thank you, thank you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I'll take it as one. It is. Okay. We'll take a break. We got the uh, the four o'clock hour coming up next. Uh, Louisville baseball. We're finding. We found out on uh, a Monday. We knew Sunday night that they were going to be hosting a regional. Monday, we found out who was going to be joining them in that in that regional and what their draw looks like. We'll talk about that. We'll take more of your text as well. DJ Magner, uh, DJ Wagner, madness rolls on. <laughs> Louisville football recruiting, madness rolls on. All this madness rolls on. I'm on you know, all sorts of just crazy illness drugs. So who knows what I'm going to say? We got two hours left. Shows before us. If you put the bag on your it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a fantastic two hours coming your way next on I always think Stay by the Bell now. I mean, I believe that's the first time I ever heard this song. So I had, I mean, because I mean, I mean, I knew the Beach Boys were, I knew Kokomo before this song. The other thing that I have but. to admit here is it was way too long. I think in maybe like five, six, seven years ago when I was informed that it's not, it's not them just saying bop, 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 <laughs> bop, bop, Ann. I think it wasn't until I looked up the song later in life and that knew I that it was named Barbara Ann. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, they're saying a name. I my whole life, I just thought I'm, they were saying bop, 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 Ann. You were not alone in that. Trust well, that me. makes me feel a little better. I for my for until probably whatever day it was, I looked it up for the first time on. Probably wasn't LimeWire because they probably had the wrong name too. But yeah, it was, it was LimeWire ruined my day again. Shy boys to men. That was a LimeWire <laughs> special. I spent my whole life thinking that was a boys to men song. I was. <laughs> I, I don't know. How, I don't know how it was when I realized it too. That it was Barbara and not Bob Bob Baran. Had no idea. I mean it, none. But that was also like I said. The I mean I knew Kokomo because it came out when I was like in fourth fifth grade or whatever, and it was just so, so popular. And I, movie cocktails was cool at the time, at least to to me. And hindsight doesn't age well, but speaking of more Tom Cruise talk today. But uh, the uh, yeah, Bob Moran, like I remember the first time, like that was like my introduction to to that song was was seeing Zach and Screech and Slater Slater doing the splits split yeah. ups. 
Elvis statue right there. Yeah, Elvis statue, yeah, and then uh, Tori Spelling and them spying him. By the way, I, how long have we been doing this show now? Has it been almost a year? Uh, it'll be a year in August. It's the first time ever you've done a segment of any kind without your hat on. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably. I mean, no, I've done a few because I like had to like go places elsewhere after, afterwards. I don't think so. Where I had like uh, had hat on. like it's almost weird not seeing you with a hat on right now. I'm like dripping sweat. I can't. It's, I can't wear the hat it's right like now. The, what's the actor that always has a hat on every scene in every show he's ever done? Oh, I don't know. He was in Yes, Dear. He, he used to host like. A, oh, I know who you're talking about. He hosted like a, 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 a Nickelodeon. Um, Game show, I think, at one point. Yeah, I don't know his name, though. Yeah, I don't know his name. but it, Oh, Mike something. But if you see him in anything he's ever been in, Wear a hat. he always wears a hat. That's usually me. He's even in the show Heels that I watched a little bit of. He's got this giant beard. He's gotten big. He's getting older. Still wearing a hat in that show. I mean, I can put it back on if it makes you feel more comfortable. I mean, my just, hat. My hat to at some point. I'm just dripping sweat over here. <laughs> it's not a good feeling. You don't look like, like you're dripping it, though. I mean, well, thank you. Maybe because I took the hat off, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I would expect it like, to be glistening off the head or anything. Struggling. Um, you know who's not struggling? The little baseball program. No, baby. They're back. Back to hosting regionals. Regional uh, NCAA tournament play is coming back to Jim Patterson Stadium. We've known this for a while. The only issue going into last week's ACC tournament in Charlotte was whether or not Louisville could earn a top eight seed and guarantee that they would have home field advantage through at least the Super Regionals. Well, not no, at least about it. Through the Super yeah. Regionals. And no, it didn't happen. Probably Cards, cost ourselves that, do you think? I would say so. If you win one of those two games, you have a shot. If you win both and advance to the semifinals, I think you lock up a top eight seed. Louisville winds up slipping to the number 12 overall seed, but they are hosting a regional uh, starting this Friday at Jim Patterson Stadium. The other th- uh, three teams, first of all, shocker that we didn't get Vanderbilt. I was, he, he just, just here, and maybe, I don't know, trying to get my words out right here. I was blown away by the teams announced with a slightly because I went into it with the impression that you taught me. Yeah, geography. That it's all about geography. And then when Oregon comes up, I'm like, what freaking map do these people have? The weird thing was, though, in a lot of these mock brackets, and I don't know what these bracketologists know that the rest of us don't, Oregon was in Louisville's region in a lot of them, um, which I thought was interesting. Michigan also has been in our regional before. They're mm. you know, relatively close. I mean, Semi, it, it, yeah. You have to remember there's not a whole lot of Midwestern teams that that you know this this team is dominated would have qualified by, for yeah, yeah this, this sport is dominated by programs that, that are in areas of the country where you can typically play twelve months out of the year so that was a I mean just not having Vandy pop up there was I think relieving did they make the tournament at all yeah they're in Oregon State's region actually oh, <laughs> we traded Oregon for Oregon for Vanderbilt there? yeah they're out there out west <laughs> in, in uh, Oregon State's regional which is more geographically normal. They have San Diego in there and New Mexico State as well, uh, which is kind of... It sounds like eh. someone goofed up. We were supposed to get Vanderbilt and they were supposed to get Oregon, I think. You think? So Louisville will open up its uh, NCAA tournament run on Friday at 2 o'clock, which sucks, but what are you going to do? Against the 4 seed, which is Southeast Missouri State. The other two teams, uh, as we've mentioned, number 2 seed is Oregon and the number 3 seed is Michigan. They'll play the game after that uh, at 7 p.m. A lot of big offenses in this regional. It should be a lot of fun. And I think also probably a good draw for us in that regard because... Our pitching has struggled a little bit. We need to go against teams that also have some iffy pitching. And I don't know if you saw this from over the weekend, the Michigan pitcher getting ejected because he had stuff in his glove. Uh-oh. Maybe now we find out gasoline ball. these Michigan pitchers, you know, as bad as they've been or as average as they've been, they'd be even worse if they hadn't been cheating. And now they're not going to be able to cheat anymore. It was the most obvious thing of all time, too. They were playing Iowa in the Big Ten tournament. And like Iowa's bench is like, hey, like... 
he's very clearly going into his glove and like rubbing around and then scuffing up the ball. Why don't you go out there and look at it? And they show the replay, and yeah, like he's reaching into his glove while he's off the bat <laughs> and like <laughs> basically like putting his hand up and like doing like gigantic circles in his glove and then rubbing the ball with it. Maybe he thought there wasn't cameras on him at an Iowa Michigan game. I don't know, <laughs> but they they went out there. The best thing is to like in that situation. I think if you're a manager or the player, you want to like be you know all upset about it. But this is a pretty like like cut and dry thing like you're just more embarrassed it's like getting caught buying beer when you're not 21 with a fake id like you have to take it back there's really nothing you can do at that point so they're like they look at his glove and they eject him and the pitcher you can tell he like wants to protest but he just kind of like walks off the field and then they go they show the head coach and like he's looking at it and he just like stares at it for a long time not doing anything because i mean i I guess you don't want to look at him be like yeah we're cheating like go right back to the dugout (laughs) so he just kind of like stares at it for a long time and then just goes back to the dugout like yeah we we got caught what do you want us to do i mean been almost better if like the guy the reliever came in they just handed him the same glove (laughs) (laughs) michigan men what are you doing oh what's i supposed to do that (laughs) that's frowned upon no one told me that (laughs) so i i think overall it's a it seems to be a good draw for louisville you don't have a gigantic powerhouse in your region oregon's 35 and 23 i know nothing about any team outside of louisville and college baseball pretty much so i mean anything i'm gonna trust what you're saying in terms of that we have a good draw i'm gonna kind of go with the the small amount of analysis i heard on the selection show before i left to go see the movie uh that you know this is a as you said a high octane offensive draw and it should be a lot of points but little should come out of it a lot I mean, of points come on Trey. run scored excuse come me come on i mean aren't they same difference though i mean yeah but you know you would grill somebody else if they said that <laughs> <laughs> a lot of points scored. I went off on somebody because they one day just because they were calling hockey uh, and calling them jerseys and not sweaters. Yeah, but you're gonna like you're, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna try to protest <laughs> three point home run. Uh, Michigan for anyone interested. Also, like the only reason why they're in the NCAA tournament is they went on to win that Big Ten tournament. They've had <laughs> Iowa still couldn't beat them. Even they, no, even they called cheating. They beat Iowa <laughs> and they beat Rutgers, who was one of the biggest snubs of the uh, of yesterday's tournament bracket reveal they beat them in the championship game so michigan up and down season they only went 12 and 12 in a pretty average big 10 um they i guess most famously they had a good run a few years ago right i was gonna say the most famously national runner-up back in 2019 they won the first game against vandy and then lost two in a row in that championship series and that that was the year that we were the the third team left standing in that that college world series (coughs) so a little bit of history on their side they've a little bit of nice dna Oregon, kind of like us, had a good regular season and then just fell flat on their face in the Pac-12 tournament, lost both their games. So they maybe you know, not as much momentum. Southeast Missouri State, automatic qualifier uh, out of their conference. Standard four seed, dangerous because they're playing with house money at this point. But mm. you should be able to take care of business against them at Friday. Two o'clock start time kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess I, on a positive note, we'll be able to like kind of break it down a little bit when, when the game will be on while we're on the air. So maybe not that... We could ever take the a job away from the great Sean Moff, but we could, you know, throw in our two cents there with him. I get it. Like, I, are I, we going to spend a lot of? This going to be a full distraction during the show. By the way, you can probably. You know, I mean, hopefully, my hope is you know that game starts at two. We go on the air at three. Hopefully, it's already like eight nothing by the time we come on the it's air. Even better. Yeah, that would be that's the dream scenario. So we yeah. don't have to be spend constantly distracted. First by hour it. and a half, just getting hyped every time we hit another home run. And I know a lot of local fans are upset about this. I, it's happened a few times now. You have to understand, like they're setting this up with the team's best intention, and not necessarily the fans. Like it's set up to reward the team who's the top seed. You want to play the early game, 
obviously you'd love to have a bigger fan base for the night game, but you also want that additional rest. You know, you play it to, let's say, because college baseball sometimes gets weird. If you have the 7 o'clock game, there's a risk that because of weather delays or extra innings or just really, really long games, you may not start your own game until like 8, 8.30, and then you're potentially playing past midnight, and then you've got you know, three, four games still left to play on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You play, I was going to say, so, so we, play, we play, we say, for example, we win on Friday, then we play the winner of the other game on Saturday? Correct. And then, of course, it's double elimination. Is that correct? Correct. So if we lost that game on Saturday. I should know this by now, but yeah, I you, forget it every year. Well, the, also the regional schedules are, are different from region to region based on TV. But the way it will work is if we lost that game on Saturday, we would play another game, uh, an elimination game on Saturday. We're playing Saturday regardless. Right. Yeah. If you win that game on Saturday, boom, you move on to Sunday. You're yeah. one win away from advancing the Supers. Right, yeah. You lose, you got to play an elimination game against the winner of the, the two losers from Friday's games. And the Supers are the weekend next weekend. Yes, and All our right, but super not this weekend, but weekend after yeah. The way it's it's set up, the, the the super regional for Louisville would be potentially if, if things if serve is held in the College Station regional would be, would be against Texas A and M, who's the number five overall seed. The other teams in that regional, TCU is the two seed, Louisiana is the three, and Oral Roberts is the four. So the winner of that regional will face the winner of the Louisville regional in the supers. Yeah, they kept it. Kept it simple over there. A&M was not supposed to be this good this year. They have had a dramatically overachieving season to be one of the better teams in the SEC. Um, well, Tennessee dominated the SEC. Tennessee dominated everybody. So, But, but A&M was not viewed as like a, a national seed going into the season, and here they are as the number five overall seed. So they'd be a tough draw, but, you know, once you get to the Supers, you can't really worry about so who you're playing. Bring on the Aggies. I'm with you. I'm with you. So Louisville baseball. Jimbo Fisher can still suck it. It's personal for you. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm starting to like get this grudge against A&M. Maybe it's because a couple years ago I got crap for saying that, that Texas A&M and Kentucky was starting to be a budding basketball rivalry because they had those back-to-back years where it was kind of fierce and they just, you could tell they just weren't liking each other. That stemmed from the you know the Isaac Humphreys spike ball technical foul and. I got a lot of crap for that for KRC, and unfortunately, I was they were right and I was wrong because A and M just that was like I said it was a budding robbery. But you thought that was a budding robbery. Well, it turned out that was the peak of A and M right there. That was the peak of the robbery was those two games. What a statement! Hey, <laughs> Kentucky Texas A and M a budding basketball rivalry. You never know. Louisville Texas A and M is more of a budding basketball rivalry. They played one time. No, no, they had those. They had some heated games in those two year little two year span. AC Law the fourth. Got Billy Gillespie a job in Lexington. To the point where Kentucky fans still are complaining about their seeding because they beat A&M in the title game but lost to them, I guess, in the regular season. A&M got to four seed, Kentucky got to five, and they're still whining about that. <laughs> they whine about everything. Text line says, oh, you received pictures. Give me Trevor's review of this cinematic classic, and it's a picture of the Almost Heroes movie poster starring oh, Chris, Lord, Farley Chris Farley and Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry. Yeah, That's Farley's last movie. Oh, no, that was... Yeah, that was his last movie, I believe. Oh, really? That's sad. I think that's the one. Yeah, he passed away. I was, I mean, unless I'm confusing him with Wagons East was John Candy's last. Maybe that's where I'm confusing the two. But I'm pretty sure that was his last movie as well. Hmm. Like he passed away at, like right after filming with the movie's awful, by the way. Uh, text line also points I out. I watched Black Sheep yesterday, though. Awesome. Text line also points out that Zaire Wade. We were wondering why you know he's on the Jazz G League roster. It seems like he's not good enough to be in. The NBA or the G League? Why would he not be on the Heat? Uh, Dwayne Wade has some form of ownership in the Jazz. Text line. Ah, uh, there gotcha, you go. Gotcha, gotcha. That's why he's in the yeah. league. That's why he's on the team. Who says nepotism is dead? Well, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Texas said, "I heard that Wicks offered DJ free pizza for life." Well, I don't want the kid getting fat. 
That pizza's good. He's in great shape. He's fine. <laughs> Just have some, you know, Wild Wicks Wednesdays, and you'll be fine. I mean, we'll 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 give him like a radio show if he wants it. Yeah. He, he just, I mean, he can be he can be our primetime air air show here on uh, the Big X from three to six. He can replace us. I don't care if he sits on here and farts on the air for three hours. Uh, it makes him come to Louisville. I mean, that would be pretty much what we do all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, yeah, it's not much different. Seriously, I was I went to the EYBL this weekend. I also was able to catch a lot of Caleb Glenn. He looked very, very good. Um, yeah, he got lost in the fold there, right? Not really. I mean, I, I guess because of the DJ Wagner madness, but his team. Like his team beat Bronny James' team by like sixty in their first really? game. He plays right. with that indie Heat, and um, the highlights that I saw of him looked kind of like what you saw at Mayo. Like he's just he's a he's a big bully dude. Like he's big even with the best recruits in the country, he just bullies the way to the basket and is so athletic that he's able to finish. I don't know if that translates great to like the NBA level. He's going to have to get a little bit of a better outside well, shot. It's not worried about the NBA at the moment. It's worried about well, sure. in college. I mean, I mean, we know he's going to be, I think, a good college player at okay. this point. He's, he's highly ranked enough. And uh, I think the athleticism, the the body, the, the way that he handles the ball, it all translates into being a very good college player. He's going to have to get the outside shot going a little bit. Although he's, I mean, he shot it well enough at high school and he shot it well enough this weekend. He was 9 of 11 in one game. Uh, he takes good shots. He makes the right decisions. And I think going to like Selfishly, I would have loved to have seen him stick around and play his senior season at Mayo because it's good for Louisville hoops. It's good for basketball in the state of Kentucky. But I think he's going to get better at La Lumiere. I think he's good. they'll help him in the areas where he needs to get better because, I mean, let's be real, it's a basketball academy. You ain't going there to, to play school. You're going there to get better at basketball and make sure that you're in the best possible shape you are once you enter the, the high D1 level. Are you saying that they don't they don't focus on academics at the uh, at school? They focus on the standardized test. They're, they're, <laughs> they're going to get you the scores that you got to get, and that's fine. That's, that's who they are. It's what they do. Remind me, Glenn, he's like 6'2", right? 6'3"? No, he's bigger than that. I think he's 6'5". Okay, that's fine then. He, I mean, he didn't shoot the three great over the weekend, but he shot it well at Mail, well, well enough at Mail that I think it – like, I don't want to say he's going to be like DeAndre Davis because Davis did not shoot it well enough at Louisville, but I think he can have a better stroke than that. Like, he is, he's 6'6", 200 is what he's listed at um, okay. on the his 247 sports So he's page. probably 6'5", 200. In yeah. yeah, but his Indy Heat team is loaded too. So he's the fact that he's putting up solid numbers on that squad is, is very impressive. But the highlights that I saw of him all kind of just re- made me feel even more what I already felt, which is that he's going to be a very good player, and I'm glad he's coming here. This just does feel like he got lost in the, the mix, though, of, of the hype that was the DJ and Bronny showing up at the Sure. Understandably I mean, so. It, yeah, I mean, any other – the fact that he was there, I mean, any other time it should have been – there should have been more talk about him. I mean, it wasn't until earlier today that I realized he was even involved in it. Yeah, they beat Bronny James' team in their very first game on Friday, 89-53, uh, to 53, and Caleb Glenn had 14 points and 10 rebounds in that game. Nice. Yeah, Bronny James, the not appropriately named Strive for Greatness squad, <laughs> had a little bit of a rough weekend. They lost that game uh, to, to D.J. Wagner's team, too, but it was much closer. In the, the, the second game that uh, Caleb Glenn played, by the way, 11 of 21 from the field. Um, Strive to have a famous dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and went two for four on threes in those uh, his second two games. So, look. Good weekend. He's right around fourteen and eight for the UIBL. That's a pretty solid average when you're talking about the best players in America. Did you get a chance to make it out there? I didn't. I was in Springfield. And oh, was it, it only on Saturday? It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And okay. then I, well, I didn't get back from Springfield until Sunday morning, Sunday late Sunday night. 
And then I was on my deathbed for the last two days. I thought you were coming back Saturday night. You didn't. No, we spent the night on Saturday. You don't listen to anything that I say. Well, but I. Which is fine. Well, I mean, I, I pick and choose the important things. I know. We had this exact conversation on uh, <laughs> on Friday when I told you my weekend plans. Come back Saturday? No, we're spending the night. Hopefully, you can get out of there early. And we'll probably be a little bit later. Oh, uh, now I remember why. Yeah. Okay, yeah. never mind. We'll, we'll leave that on tip there. Texas says, <laughs> uh, Michael Malley. Guts was the game show. He didn't wear a hat in that. He did, didn't wear a hat on an episode of Parks and Rec. He was in arguably. Oh, wow. He didn't? Okay. He was in arguably the best ESPN ads as a super fan who collects odd memorabilia. Yeah, those were great commercials. He wore the hat in the commercials, that Of course, yeah. Yeah. So, he, so he, did, he did or did not wear the hat in the game show? He did not. Oh, I thought he did. On I, Guts. Okay, my bad. It's hard to imagine. I really didn't watch Guts. I, I just knew of it, but it was a little. I was by the time it came out, I was a little older. I always remember him for Yes, dear. That's the show that yeah, I, was, which was a weird show that that show was out for like six years. Not once did I know a thing about it when it was actually on ABC. Oh, I didn't either. I watched it on was, USA. It wasn't until T, well TBS is where I saw TBS. It. That's right. Yeah, it was during the lunch hour. I would come in, especially doing radio. I would come in and record like sound bites from like uh, Family Guy reruns and stuff, at over at the old radio station for Renshaw's show and. It would come on and that, and I, I kind of got hooked on it a little bit, to be honest with you. I like the show now. It wasn't that bad, yeah. And, and the guy who created it is the same guy who went on to create uh, My Name is Earl right after that, which is one of my favorite shows. Turk says, UK and a and a budding rivalry. Trevor forgets more rivalries than any of us <laughs> listeners have ever remembered. It's a good okay. text. All right, go, in my defense, all right, go back to that little two-year span where they were, there were some heated games between A&M and Kentucky in that little run. Sure, but... One like little span does not necessitate a rivalry. That's why it was budding. I didn't say it was a rivalry. I said I felt like there was a budding rivalry forming. Well, I think you were wrong. You already admitted I, that you I, were wrong. Oh, I was wrong. I mean, this, what I didn't realize was what I thought was a budding rivalry turned out to be the peak of the rivalry. Uh, Texas says Michael Malley, before Nickelodeon Guts, was host of Nickelodeon show that didn't last long called Get the Picture. I, did not I don't remember that. that at all. I don't yeah. remember that at all. That's a total blank spot. By the way, Michael Malley, he's got a lot of fans out there. I didn't realize he was so popular. People are very familiar <laughs> with Michael Malley's uh, repertoire. Is it because of the hat? I it mean, might, I it might be. Uh, it says, dude, Wiki Wednesdays was wild. Unlimited pizza and beers. WTF will forever live in Highlands lore. Wicks Wednesdays were, yeah. They, I never did. They got wild. I worked at Wicks. But I never, I never, don't remember really doing the Wix Wednesday thing. Texas, isn't it twenty four seven sports, not two four seven? That's a pet peeve of mine. Well, it's pet mart, pet smart. I'm I mean. trying to like rewire my brain to say it twenty four seven because I always just said two four seven, and it sounds like that's the way. It, it sounds a lot easier to say than twenty four seven sports. Saying it just I don't, it written, for whatever reason, it feels dumb to say it that way. But it's me. written two four seven. It's just the numbers, yeah, two four seven. Without yeah. the when I when I don't see the slash. My brain just automatically says 247. I always caught 247. So if you've caught this, and I'm sure this listener has, I say it like, I think 50% of the time the way it's supposed to be <laughs> and 50% of the, the, the way like my brain sees it. Texas, did Trevor ever drop acid with Johnny Renshaw? No comment. Oh, boy. No, actually, no, it's not, I did not. No, no, because I, I, I gave up that stuff in November of 97. There it is. Uh, Texas, Trevor needs to slow down on the roast beef. Don't want to have a heart attack like Jerry Lawler on live TV. Ooh, that was not. Oh, come on, come that on. was that was not. Have you ever seen that clip? No. He yeah. He actually during a match, he has a actual. He had had a match earlier in that day for some reason. I had a heart attack on TV, and he's doing commentary, and just in the middle of a match, he has a heart attack on during the the broadcast. That's they good. come and they uh, Michael Cole is. I mean, you can just hear it in his voice how scared he is, and they come and they save his life because I mean. Jeez. They, they bring him off. Uh, Come on, Texter. We don't joke about that. But it was, I mean, he's back, you know, and he's done wrestling since and so forth. But it was a scary moment. Texas Trevor's uh, fighter pilot name, Smoker. 
<laughs> Smoky. The, here's a spoiler. The best, the be, one of the better jokes in the entire movie was one of the uh, pilots in the movie. His call sign was Bob. And that was his, I love it. And that's his name. Like his name's Robert Bob something. Is the character? It's played by Lewis Pullman, which is Bill Pullman's son. Okay. Which I didn't know his son was an actor. Did not either. Uh, but that was yeah. There, there are a few, you know, you know, <laughs> moments in the, in the, uh, uh, you know, you get an acknowledgement. Uh, yeah. And that's one of them is when they're like, Bob, like the, the new Iceman characters, like, well, maybe we can make a stamp or something. How about baby on board? Texture <laughs> <laughs> says 247 sports. 247. That's what I'm going to call it now. <laughs> that's good. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, a couple other football notes. Also a Malachi Smith update. Ugh. Shield your ears. Brace yourselves. Get ready for it. We'll talk about that and the roster. Early predictions on the ACC are coming out for men's basketball already, and not surprisingly, they're not very kind to Louisville because we've got nine players right now. Haters. We'll talk about that and much, much more. Get your text in at 502-414-1450. The Rutherford Show rolls on next after this. Welcome back in Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show as Trevor just jams out to the Beach Boys. I'm over just like, how did he not like the Beach Boys? I mean, I don't hate them. I'm just not a big fan. I just don't get it. There's man. some songs that I like. You I know think Brian Wilson's like deaf in one ear. No. And yet he, he's one of the greatest har- in putting harmonies together of all time. Incredible. And yet he's deaf in one ear, yeah. Incredible. Uh, thank you for that. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such good songs, man. I mean, I'm not asking. I mean, that's saying they have to be like in depth storytelling. There are some good ones like that. But. You know, the Beach Boys were known for good vibes, sunshine, sunglasses. You know, this is known for sunglasses. Our friends over at Shady Rays. <laughs> Go to ShadyRays.com, pick you up a pair, and save 25% on that purchase by using the promo code BIGX when you check out. That's B-I-G-X when you check out. It's going to save you 25% off that purchase. And if you lose those sunglasses, if they're stolen, you step on them, they're damaged in any way, first 30 days, Shady Rays will send you a pair for free. Can't beat that. You still loving your Shady Rays, Trev? Love them. In fact, I actually, because I, I, I got two pairs. And because Duke was like, you're going to end up losing one of these. I'm like, probably. So he's like, let me go and give you a second pair now. And I'm like, thank you. And I'm, so I've been wearing the one pair that I love because it makes me feel like I'm... It's the third Tom Cruise movie reference we've had today. It's okay. It makes me feel like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. Like Every time I'm wearing them, I'm like, going to state. You know, and then I feel excited. So yesterday, though, I was like, what does the other ones look like? And I pull them out and I put them on. And I kid you not, you know the, 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 the really cheesy... Um, uh, military commercial on ACC Network that, that talks about like the the shades that you can get that like like the fighter pilots wear and the yeah, army. yeah like and when they put them on how everything clears up and like the certain tint I kid you not I put these new sun these sunglasses on that's what it looked like like it had a different tint to it everything looked clear it was kind of crazy looking you love those shady rays I do they're awesome and I look hip with them on 
You do. I look kind of cool, yeah. People keep saying that. I mean, the ladies just kind of give me a little second glance. Hell yeah. ShadyRays.com if you want to look like Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> ShadyRays.com. Well, now, now, come on. Let's not. Let's, <laughs> Tank give, the brand. You want to give a good endorsement there. I mean, it's not. Just cut out that last part. <laughs> you, you want to look better than Trevor. Put on your Shady Rays. Uh, Texas says, what's the play? <laughs> Roast beef and Arby sauce on the... What is it? What? I don't even know what this is. Arby sauce. Arby sauce is disgusting. Oh, so Texas sends in, sends in a picture of, I guess they're in a parking garage, and there's a 99.7 DJX van. And Hey, it, now. They're, if you they are turf again. If you weren't listening on Friday, DJX somehow inked a deal with Arby's, which we feel like deserves to go to us. This Texas says, what's the play here? Roast beef and Arby's sauce on the inside like a horse head. Trevor eats three meat mountains and rips one inside to make it like smelly car from Seinfeld. Make it an F-shack like Dirty Mike and the boys. The options are endless because Big X is the true Arby sponsor. I'm just kidding about the, all of this as a disclaimer, except for Big X being the true Arby sponsor. I don't know. I, mean, I appreciate this, Texer. It's a tough one. What was the first one? Arby with a horse head full of Arby sauce or something? Uh, or, no, no. That's roast beef and Arby sauce on the inside like a horse head. <laughs> Not a horse head full of Arby sauce. I wasn't sure. <laughs> way more graphic than <laughs> the texture's idea. And, and man, any of those three would be good. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Mike and the Dirty Boys. Some meat mound in there. <laughs> Just crop dusting the hell out of the place. Oh my god, I love that texture. <laughs> well done. We are. I mean, this is the look. If anybody deserves an Arby's deal, are you my dirty God. Mike and the boys. That's us. That's, that's <laughs> us. That's such a uh, movie's underrated as a comedy. Trevor, did you see? I know you didn't make it out to forecast, but did you see Jack Harlow repping the Haley Van List jersey? No, that's awesome. Though. Yeah, I didn't see that. That's cool. I like that. Good pub for not just uh, HVL, but the entire women's basketball program. I saw quickly. Jeff- well, isn't she with uh, the guy in the NBA? The, not anymore. The, oh, they broke up. Her and Jalen Suggs yeah, are eh, done. So. Uh, there were some rumors about her and Harlow back in the day. Young romance. months ago. Apparently not true. But he was rocking the HVL jersey, and I love Jeff Walls capitalizes it immediately. Like He, oh, he tweets it out, and he's like, he's like, women's basketball matters here. Great for recruiting. Yeah. If you come here, it's not, you know, Louisville's not just a city where the best football players, the best men's basketball players are going to be repped by celebrities slash musicians from the city. If you're a women's basketball star, People like Jack Harlow, they're going to recognize you, put you up front, nice. get you a lot of attention. No, I'm glad you did that. I did not see that. It's cool. thought it was very cool. The, the pictures, I saw some clips from the show. Um, I mean, looked, that is It always biggest. looks cool, right? I mean, what, what, I mean, if you look at all the, the little sports, though, I mean, honestly, though, that's the most like logical one to go with, wouldn't it also? She's probably the biggest star right now on yeah. campus. Yeah. I mean, not, there's no disrespect to you know, Malik or... Sydney Curry. Sydney Curry, yeah. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, that's, that's not trying to be mean, but Pierce yeah. Clarkson might be fourth, and he's still he's like a high school senior. I think he might be. <laughs> Wagner's Wagner's right right behind her third. DJ, yeah, DJ, he might be number two. I mean, the recruits are the ones that like right there behind her only. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's how it works. Here. Uh, Texas says Rick Van Hoos was on WHS Sports in the mid '80s when reading scores. He said the runs the Reds won by a point today. That could have been you, Trev. That's why he moved to the news desk instead. He got kicked off the kicked off the. I didn't know he ever did sports. That's crazy. Texas, I always remember him just being on the news desk. Texas, I only think that Trevor didn't like Maverick because he wasn't high enough. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you that. <laughs> That's. I mean, I was I was taking bullets all the way up to the door of the Tinseltown. <laughs> uh, Plus, they had a gummy. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> Jeez, Trev. I still got half a bag of popcorn in my car. Do you want it? Do you even remember this movie? <laughs> yes, I remember the movie. I can quote it. I saw somebody <laughs> uh, somebody locally. It wasn't uh, Dave Skull, but he responded to it. Somebody was talking about how they were sitting outside of a tinsel town, and a guy walked into the main theater, didn't have a ticket, and just came back out with a giant thing of popcorn and a giant Coke and got back in his car and just drove away. Didn't even like, the man just wanted movie theater popcorn <laughs> and a movie theater Coke to go watch a movie at home. Or do I anything mean, at all. You can't do that, though, because they take your tickets before the concession stand, or they're supposed to. Yeah, they usually do. You're right. They, they stand there, yeah, right there when you first walk in those little double doors. I like movie theater popcorn. I'm not sure I would go out of my way to go to a movie theater just to get it and then leave. No, no. I mean, it was. I got a small, I got a medium popcorn and a large drink, and it was like 14 bucks. It was 13.50. I was just like, I didn't even like carrying the change, and I was wondering, but I was like, damn, 15 bucks, don't keep the change. Yeah. But it was, I mean, I still didn't finish it. I mean, I promise this don't put a butter on it. Because once you get past that top layer on the popcorn, which is great because it's not nice buttery and it's good. But once you get past that top layer, it's just like kind of crappy after that. I like the DIY butter stations where you can control how much butter. It seems like a... I, don't I didn't know why, even bother looking to see. I don't know why they, every movie theater doesn't do that. Now, I usually buy those those shakers. Mm. Have you ever had? I yeah. like those. I, I, I'm not I've, a big fan. I've even bought those to have at home, to like put on fries when I bring them home and stuff too. But I mean, I still don't go through them that much. I mean, and mo- uh, more often than not, when you pour, when you shake a ton of that on there, eighty percent of it's just going to the very bottom it of the is. bag. You're totally I mean, right. So it's. I didn't check about the. Now I did notice that Tinseltown's selling beer now. Well, they are. Or they're at least yeah they have a beer stable like a bar set up and they're hiring for bartenders. I did not know that. I don't know if it's something they just started doing or on the process of doing. What's the the movie theater that was semi new a few years back? They sold they sold beer. I remember. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Is it like in Oldham County maybe or it's, something? You can see it from the Snyder. I can't remember what it's called. I can't. Yeah, I went there once. I went there. Saw the actually it was when Jersey Girl opened up. The Kevin Smith movie. It shows you how long ago it's probably been since that place actually opened. And I know that my buddy with us, we went on a double date, and he he got beer. Um, Texas uh, brings up Leonard Miller, uh, five-star player from the class of 2022, 6'11", big man. He was going to announce his decision. He says, wasn't he supposed to be a lock, a shoe-in for UK? Uh, I don't know. I, I know he was a – UK was a finalist. I don't know how much they thought he was going. they were going to get him. But he did announce today he's going to the G League. He's no longer considering college options. So Larry Miller? Uh, what? What did you say his name was? Leonard Miller. Leonard Miller. Okay. He's five-star, class of 2022. Reeks of desperation. This is why the DeWan <laughs> Wagner stuff's coming up. They can't get anybody. They, 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 they're, getting, they're getting nervous. They're sweating. They're like, we can't keep these recruits. They don't, we're no longer cool anymore. No one likes us. No one wants to be with us. We've got to, do, we've got to pull out all the stops now. Every St. Peter's joke makes me cry. I cannot talk about it without crying. Um, and then, and first, first of all, Kentucky fans, don't tell me that I don't know what the smell of desperation reeks up, the reek of desperation smells like. I know it because I have it. I've I've been drenched in it for decades, okay? It's like being around people who have to beg for sex. I know we, I can smell our own, okay? okay? I know what it reeks of. All right. <laughs> Speaking of, that's a perfect segue into. We had a text early in the show about Malachi Smith. Um, How is this thinking? Well, <laughs> we're getting desperate for guards. Oh, well, that we are, yeah. We've been talking about this now for what, five weeks where it's been like, hey, looking at this roster, only see one guard on it, only one true guard. Maybe we need some more guards. We got nine players, we got four scholarships to use. How the hell are we filling out this roster? And at the time, every week we've kind of been like, well, there are players out there. 
That's not a concern. <laughs> Kenny Payne's going to bring some guys in. A lot of options in the transfer portal. We've since talked about a lot of different guys. Most recently, we've talked about Malachi Smith, the transfer from Chattanooga, who still, as of this moment, has his name in the uh, NBA draft uh, pool. Tomorrow's deadline, though, right? Tomorrow's the deadline. Everybody assumes he's going to you know, pull out and then go into the transfer portal. And Louisville, there have been some rumors. I think the the rivals folks over at cardinalsports.com had been very confident about where Louisville stood with Malachi Smith. Today, however, the big buzz and the On3 network has one particular school at a 99.9% chance of landing Malachi Smith. Oh. And unfortunately, it's not Louisville. Um, it's Gonzaga. Are we at a 0.1% though? <laughs> Is, you're telling me there's a chance. So I'm asking. We can maybe have a chance there. Uh, Malachi Smith, All basically everybody who's writing about him today is saying that he's probably going to go to Gonzaga, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me just because. Don't I, they need guards too, though? They've got a lot of guys coming, but Rasir Bolton just announced today that he's coming back. It is a crowded backcourt. Um, they've got they, they brought in Efton Reed. They've got Nolan Hickman. They, I mean, they're. I guess you could say, look at last year's team. Guards were the weakness. I don't care who they're bringing back. I don't care who they're bringing in. You should be able to compete for playing time if you're as good as Malachi Smith seems to be. I guess, but at Louisville, I mean, like we've got one. <laughs> you're pretty good. You're probably going to play a whole lot here if you come here and play. Um, but again, like I, I think the tournament, chances, the tournament thing yeah. is is a huge deal here. Like it is, and people have been kind of. I, I know Kenny Payne sort of talked down that notion when he was asked about it a few weeks ago. I've been told by people who would know, who have der- much much better ties to U of L now than I do, that it's absolutely affecting them as, in terms of building this roster for next year, which. Makes perfect sense, especially your Malachi Smith. This could, be, this is probably going to be your last college season. I think it is his last college season. I don't think he has any eligibility left. You want a bigger spotlight, yes, to show off for the NBA and play in the types of games that you dreamed about playing when you you went to college. But you also want to make sure that you can play in the NCAA tournament. He did that last year. They should have beaten Illinois. He actually missed the shot in the final seconds that would have won that game. I'm sure he wants to go deeper into the NCAA tournament, get more of an experience of March Madness, and. There's no guarantee that Louisville, like Louisville, can't tell him, "Hey, yeah, no question about it. We're going to be eligible for the tournament. You can't do that." So, it's um, it's a bummer. He would have been a big time fill for us. He would have filled a number of needs. You don't get him. You don't get Tyrese Hunter. You don't get a couple of the other guys that we're looking at. Who knows what the hell's going on with Imani Bates? You got to. We, we've got. Like, I don't even know who else we're targeting at this point. We've got to get some guards out there. I mean, Mike James, baby. Mike James better be really freaking good. It's all I can say. It's Mike James. It's Mike James. Isn't that a rapper? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the joke that people have been making for a solid year and a half. I, I don't remember. What was his song? It's Mike Jones. Was, was his oh, was that his name? Yeah. Okay. So we now have, in 24-7 sports, not 247 sports, did their thing where they did their – It's a different, different group. Different animal. They did their very early ACC rankings for next season in men's basketball. Would you care to venture a guess as to where they had Louisville? In basketball? Yes. Eighth? Seventh? Thirteenth. Wow. Guess I'm more of a fanboy than I thought. <laughs> it's, I mean, it makes sense now because when you look at the roster, it's nine players. Six were on last year's team, which finished, what, 12th in the ACC? And then the three that you're bringing in, Kamari Lands, who, by the way, arrived on campus yesterday with I'm his dog. Out. He can't be as bad as I know about. Did you see that picture? He's like, I, me, he's like, me and my dog are here. I'm like, I love Kamari Lands already. I love Kamari Lands. He has a dog. I just 
kind of was hoping for maybe something more than a snooker, snickerdoodle or whatever kind of dog he's got. I don't care. I think it was a golden doodle. <laughs> golden doodle, like. yeah. Golden doodle, yeah. Golden doodles are cool. I'm, I'm yeah, fine with it. All right. He, he's a first-time dog owner. you got to start easy. <laughs> they're, they're easy. They're low-maintenance. So he's on campus. You bring in Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, who, again, lots of potential, but didn't do a whole lot last year at Tennessee. Um, and then you've got Devin Ree, who's a, a great outside shooter, but a guy who was back towards the bottom end of the top 100 rankings. It's on paper. You look at this roster and you say, "Yeah, like why are they? Unless they add something of significance between now and the start of the season, why should they be markedly better or better at all than they were a year ago?" Yeah, but I think you can argue we're also better by addition, by uh, addition by subtraction. That's what you have to hope. I mean, that's. I think. I think. I think it's legitimately you can debate that. And and I mean, just anybody who watched last year's at a decent you know level. I mean, you didn't have to like watch it you know as closely as we did on national perspective, but. I mean, you should be able to pretty much follow it. I mean, it wasn't like it was secret, all the just the, the crap that was going on in this university, in this school, in this team. And I think that's what you say. If you're predicting Louisville's going to be, regardless of how they fill these last four scholarship or roster spots, if you're saying they'll be top six, top seven in the conference, you have to hope that it's, one, the guys coming back from last year's team just getting markedly better under the new coaching staff. Two, the stability and having a quote-unquote normal offseason and quote-unquote normal season just making all the difference in the world because who knows what would have happened last year if they hadn't had, you know, like L.L. was talking about the radio last week, Ross McMain seeming like the head coach during the summer, uh, Mike Pegues seeming like the head coach after Chris Mack was suspended for a month, then Mack coming back and people not really knowing who the head coach was, and then Mack leaving yeah. in the middle of the season. Like all of that, it was they were never going to have a great season. How much better could they have been if they'd had a normal five-month period? There's no way of knowing. I think we saw glimpses of the fact that they could have been a pretty good team. The way that they played Duke, the way that they played North Carolina, the way that they were you know, in close games, the way they played in the ACC tournament, honestly, when it was kind of like, hey, to hell with everybody else. Let's just play for, for one another. Let's just try to go out and best. They played two really good games in, in that uh, conference tournament. I don't think they could have been like a fantastic team, but they could have been certainly more than they were. And I think that's what you have to hope for next season is that they, with more structure, better coaching hopefully, and a normal season where they're not constantly distracted by what's going on off the court, all of those guys are going to be better. And then you have to hope, hey, Kamari Lands is as good as advertised and, can, and is ready to play right away. You have to hope Brandon Huntley-Hatfield realizes all that potential that people saw in him when he was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. Um, or he just plays a step above, or even if he makes just a step up from where he played sure. last year, that would be a contribution in its own way. No question. And then you have to hope that we get at least one guy between now and the start of the season who's a difference maker, whether it's Imani Bates or somebody else in the portal that is really cool that we don't even know about. <laughs> like some something out there that's just fun and exciting that we haven't even talked about. A joke that never gets old. It does. I mean, that's what you have to hope. Like, we're not hearing about Louisville, like who they're looking at from anybody else. There's no other reports out there. No. We heard for a long time, Tyrese Hunter. For a long time, we heard Malachi Smith. We heard a little bit on Isaiah Mosley. It, like, it doesn't sound like any of those Where things are Mosley going to happen. He hasn't signed with anybody yet. Okay. Um, he kind of got lost because when Malachi came into the like, and his name got popped in, it kind of like pushed Mosley out the door. It looks like it felt like in terms of talking with us at least. Yeah, he's uh, the, the initial word for a long time was that he was going to go to Kansas. Um, I mean, th- 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 that he's yeah, going to Kansas to- and us were on the top for a lot of people. It turned out and did not we didn't get. I mean, correct myself. It was that he was going to go to Duke, and oh. now it sounds like Kansas is kind of the front runner. Okay, we'll see. Well, if Kansas is going, we can we can get a shot of him if he's looking at Kansas. I don't think he's but, even looking at us anymore. Well, he should. Uh, otherwise, he's just he's blind. The who who are the only two teams that they pick behind us? By the way, if we're picking thirteenth, I don't know. 
I just saw the, the headline. Louisville, I'm just Big Thirteen. Can I take? A, can I venture a guess? You bother me to skim the out. I'm gonna guess Boston College and somebody else. I was thinking of Pittsburgh. Probably Pitt and Boston College. Yeah, you're, you're probably was, right. I was just thinking, yeah, that's what I was going with. That's the two minds. I maybe, mean, maybe if not like Georgia Tech or NC State, who finished behind us this year, but. Yeah, Pittsburgh and Boston College are the two I had in mind, too. Uh, Texas, what about Teddy Allen? Uh, yeah, Teddy Allen, big-time scorer from New Mexico State, put on a show in the NCAA tournament last year. I've, I haven't heard it. about him. Yeah, I mean, he, he lit Wasn't he a transfer from somewhere else, too, wasn't he? He was a transfer from— Him and his brother both left to schools. Uh, well, he, st- he he actually went to two different schools. He, went, he started at West Virginia, didn't do much there, okay. and then went to Nebraska— and then was in New Mexico was State last year. And his brother, yeah. I think his brother went to him with him. Was his brother with him at? I have no idea, honestly. He had a brother that played too. I don't think I knew that. And I just can't remember. What was his? I won't get one to come Terry Allen, like the running back. What was his name? Teddy Allen. Teddy Allen, okay. I've not seen anything that links Teddy Allen to Louisville. Would love to be wrong about that. He would. He's a big time scorer, gets a lot of buckets. Um, but I can't answer your texture we haven't heard anything like there's nothing out there about who louisville's in on who's interested in louisville who's got louisville on their short list we've got like, we're just guessing now at this point and we just gotta again gotta trust kenny Payne here his brother was timmy allen who played at texas okay played at utah for three years and then played then transferred to texas oh, timmy allen i didn't know they were brothers i just but i knew he didn't play. i didn't learn about it until the tournament when teddy allen was getting publicity uh we've got uh, i love this somebody sent in a screenshot of Oh, good lord. Uh, a Texas fan on the Horns Nation 24-7 sports uh, board. This is uh, tall, tall, Sark, and Handsome. Tall. <laughs> Would you like to hear Tall, Sark, and Handsome's thoughts on Louisville getting this, these recruiting class together? I will say this. I do love the title. I love the name. I do like that. Um <laughs> Tall Sark and Handsome says Sark's not even the coach anymore, isn't he? Louisville landing guys on our board because of NIL should not be happening. The number one brand in the world shouldn't be competing with whatever the Louisville brand, air quotes, is. Question mark, question mark. How is Louisville going to produce that level of exposure for you? That's like hiring the guys at your local Home Depot for a job when you could be hiring the guys building the Sagrada Fam Familia. Makes no sense. Um, I mean, first of all, this dude's living in a bubble. We've also like like I would Lamar Jackson. I think is the has a bigger brand than anybody Texas has produced in recent years. Is that fair to say? The closest thing they can come to Lamar would be Vince Young. Yeah, and he, that was in two thousand five. Let's say uh, over a decade before. I'm talking seventeen years ago. I'm talking recent years. Like they've you know the only thing Texas Texas's brand now has become everybody saying before every season that they're back and then laughing about them not being back once the season actually starts. That's all people know Texas for anymore. Basically. So yeah. suck it, tall, stark, and handsome. I mean... Get out of my face. Yeah, I mean, this dude's just obviously living in a complete bubble of Austin, Texas, not knowing anything outside of the world of Texas. I mean, I can't think... I'm sure there have been some, because Texas always brings in five-star players, but I can't think of, like, a top-ten draft pick that they've had in recent years or anybody who's gone on to have big-time NFL success in the last five years. Uh, I mean... I mean, they've had some good players, but I mean, not. But nobody jumps to your mind. No, not. I mean, that's what I think when I think of Texas football. I think of every year them just being penciled in at like number twelve because people think this has to be the year, and then them falling flat on their face early in the season, and then just having like a whatever eight and four, nine and three season. I mean, the running back they got will be a, probably a second or third round pick, but that's just because he's a running back too. Probably not because he's going to Texas. Jordan Robinson. They just screw everything up. You go to Texas, <laughs> they're gonna screw you up. Suck it, Texas. I mean, the fact that you're putting your anchor on Sarkeesian is your first blunder. That guy's an idiot. 
<laughs> a horrible. That was a horrible hire. I mean, it was. It was. Uh, Texas says UofL ended up offering uh, Kevin Knox's brother Carter Knox today, top ten player in the twenty four twenty four class. So there's that. I also saw our boy uh, uh, Jiggy Williams from twenty twenty four picking up more and more crystal ball predictions that he's going to go to Louisville. Uh, uh, Knox, Jiggy brother? Phillips. Yeah, well, Kevin Knox's brother. I just said Louisville yeah, offered yeah. him today. So yeah, we're looking good. This all goes back to what I've been saying all along, which is that I hope people who don't get me wrong. Like I, I certainly was skeptical of the Kenny Payne hire, but I hope people who are skeptical of the Kenny Payne hire are not going to judge him based on year one. I hope that we realize that what the roster is going to look like moving forward, hopefully, is not what it's going to look like in year one, just because we're not able to get the types of players and because he had no ability to recruit the 2022 class. We're doing, we're doing great with 2023 and 2024. We're in on players that we have not been in on for years. Even if we don't get DJ Wagner, if Kentucky, you know, hires DeWan and that changes everything, you're still probably going to get a tie, like at least a couple of five-star recruits. You've got Caleb Glenn from that class locked up. 2024, it sounds like Jiggy Phillips is going to be a Cardinal. He's a top 15 player in that class. Now you're getting in on Kevin Knox's brother, Carter. Like things are going, we're going to get players moving forward. But this year, it's tough because you had to just kill it in the transfer portal and Louisville's in an odd position because when you're talking about players who have potentially just one or two years remaining in, in college basketball, they want to play in the NCAA tournament. And we can't tell them beyond any doubt that we're going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. And that's we knew that going in. So I hope that people remain a little bit patient. By the way, the <laughs> not to kind of reverse back a little bit because you know, tall, stark, and handsome kind of ticked me off a little bit. Can you, do you want to guess the last time Texas had a first-round draft pick? I mean, what the fact that you're asking me this question makes me believe that it isn't. Because my initial thought would be like they had to have had at least one in a few, like at least the last couple of years. It depends what you define as a couple, but yeah. Uh, well, that's two. <laughs> a w- couple or more. <laughs> I would say I'm going to say five years ago. So you're saying what? 2000. 2017 is the last time they had a first round pick. That is incorrect. Before. Keep going backwards. 2015. That is correct. Oh, my the gosh. 30th, the last pick in the first round of all things. There's your brand, Tall Stark and Handsome. Brown. Since then, in the last seven years, they've had nothing higher than two second-round picks since then. And that was uh, Connor Williams, who's a guard for the Cowboys. He's not bad. And then uh, Samuel Cosme, the uh, backup tackle for the uh, Redskins, who's a um, football team, my bad. Uh, that's not that great. Texas sucks. Get out of my face. I mean, I'm looking at and all I, you. I, and all you could say, well, Trevor, maybe they had some guys that went later in the draft that were decent. No, I'm looking through here. These are all average at best players. And I'm not saying Louisville was, you know, blown the door off the Pro Bowl, you know, rosters. But, but we've had more. Yeah. I mean, we had three in one year, and that was even if you go back before that. I mean, 2013 after that was, and that was Kenny Barker, uh, uh, Vaccaro, who was the bust safety. Uh, before that, you have to go back to. I get why Texas fans are so mad. 2010, because this they've is, had three first round picks in 12 years. This is all that Texas has now, because they don't have on field success. They don't have guys coming out of their program going on to kill it in the NFL. All they have is getting these five star players because they're the biggest brand. We've got our own network that nobody can get on their sports packages, and it's Texas and all the money and all the stuff. And when they're getting now programs that don't have those same inherent advantages coming in and swooping their players yeah they're gonna be pissed off because that's a hope is all that texas fans have had for the last since vince young left and since mac brown bounced in the last 14 years there is not one doubt the best player texas produced it's not even close colt mccoy justin tucker 
Oh, well. It's not even, I mean, I'm getting not even close. He, I, and how about that? I didn't even know he went to Texas. I, well, I did do I didn't know that. I he's a kicker. I don't know. I don't he care was, where they went uh, to high school. And he's probably behind David Akers, maybe the best kicker of all time. But, I mean, you should hate him just for that one game alone. I mean, it's not there that he's two. <laughs> yeah, two now. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a one-time deal this past season. I mean, that's your, that's, that's your best accomplishment. Sort of that would be maybe Earl Thomas, who was picked in 2010. Or Brian Arachno, Arachapo, whatever his Africa guy pronounce his name. Arach don't care. Yeah, who's I always just think of him as a line in a little Dicky song. Imagine having a, <laughs> imagine calling yourself Tall, Tall, and Handsome, and taking a run at anybody else in life, let alone a program that got a recruit. <laughs> and I can depend. I mean, listen, I get Texas, but Texas has the history, even though it's been up and down. And but still, come on, man. There's a world outside of Austin, Tall, Tall Stark and Handsome. Tall Stark and Handsome, he's never going to experience it. I mean, he's never, I don't think he knows anything outside those borders of that city. Well, I don't think he knows anything. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Tall Stark and Handsome's getting us all fired up here at the end of hour number Look two. That texter sent that in, damn it. <laughs> I love it. We got hour number three on the way next. More, more Tall Stark and Handsome witticisms coming from the Horns Nation board. Uh, we'll get back into some of the discussions that we had earlier, and we'll continue this, uh, this Hoops roster discussion as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, and hour number three is on the way next here on Hour start. Easing back in the short work week. Where my train goes into the cabbage patch over here. <laughs> I just went out to the lobby, by the way. I love this song. I think again, I was like fourth grade when this song came out. So I was like, I don't know, maybe it's because it's just the age when it came out and how popular it was. And I just love this song. It's one of my favorite songs. I just went out into the, the luxurious Big X lobby. I don't know if you've seen this yet. They they like put black tape over oh, yeah. all the windows on both the doors. They've t- yeah, we're p- <laughs> so you can't see in now to see our famous uh, big X underwear parties. They're <laughs> always going on in the lobbies. Troy, What's going on? Ask Troy because when I pulled up, I saw that like I don't know if you saw it, like there's a tenting truck out there. Like, was that what that guy was? Yeah. There's somebody new in here every day, and I don't know what's going on. They're, like, revamping this entire place. Some video I picked for this song is, like, just some random dude's, like, vacation slides to the Kokomo song. I didn't know I picked this. Good. Uh, it's kind of smiling at me creepily. Um, but, yeah, like I got here, and I said the same thing. I, like, walked in. I was like, like, Troy, like, what's going on? Because it seems even darker in there now because of it's it, obviously. super dark. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, they, we they're putting in so people couldn't like walk in and like see inside here when you know at night and everything." I guess it's like everyone's just trying to catch glimpses of Trevor. I mean, we're not like we're not like stationed in like the 
the projects or anything. I mean, we're on Taylorsville Road. I mean, you know, people, I think we've learned in the last year we've been here, people leave stuff here. They don't take it. I mean, they, they, You're leave, not wrong. they leave their, they leave their luggage here. They don't steal stuff from us, but yeah. And he, I asked him that. I said, that's pretty dark. And he was like, oh, he asked the guy that was put up. He goes, is that going to be like, just like the first layer of it? Or is it going to be, are we ever going to be able to see out of here? And he's like, no, this is it. I'm like, I don't know what I'm walking out to. Like, like, I feel like I need like a Kramer reverse people on these doors, like so I can see in to see if anybody. Like, you're not gonna be able to see in and out. Yeah, one of the the weird things about <laughs> doing radio, and I know it hits everybody differently when the time change happens, but the fact that like this time of the year, when we like when we leave at six o'clock, it's could not be more sunny. Like you still yeah. got like, at least three hours of sunlight left. I still need my shady raised glasses. Yeah, and it blows your mind to think about. There are other times of the year where when it's 5.30, like, it's pitch black out there. When you oh, leave here, it's I pitch black. That. And now it feels like it's pitch black in here. Like, it's December <laughs> all year round like, at the Big X Studios. You see, this is the type of thing, this is the reason why I sleep till 3 o'clock in the afternoon, because I have, like, the blackout curtains in my house. This is the reason why. This is the reason why. And it's There's so, an easy fix to that. And it's so dark in my room. Yeah, well, I've learned that even if I open them up, it really doesn't wake me up. But I can at least use them as an excuse for this So what point. you just said was totally untrue. Well, I'm just using these excuse okay. right now until, until I eventually admitted the truth six seconds later. A lot can happen in six seconds. Okay. I'm proof of that. Mm. <laughs> I got, I already told you this. I got five on it. This text from Mary that came in during the break. The definitive Rutherford family this, status this text. This is where you've gotten in life. <laughs> Mary said, would you be able to pick up Virginia's prescriptions on your way home? I'm not sure if the windows roll down. If you missed the beginning of the show, but, but, everybody's <laughs> sick. We also got T-boned. Uh, the car got T-boned in Springfield over the weekend. We were home for a wedding. And now the the driver's side door is kind of... I can open it from the inside, but I have to climb in through the passenger side to get in. It won't open from the outside. Okay, so it's you, all can, so you can leave the car. I can leave the car. Through the driver's side. But I, I can't get in. So when we leave here, you're going to have to climb. I will, you will see me climb in through the passenger side door. <laughs> Which actually reminds me of, I can't actually can't see that in a perfect moment of, of synchronicity almost. It was, this is the 20-year anniversary. This is 2022. So in 02, by, when I played for Trinity, we lost in the state championship game in baseball. And the only thing, you know, we drove back on the bus from Lexington. And the only thing that could make me smile after we got back, everybody was sad, was my buddy Jim, who actually made the last out of the game. He, his explorer at the time had the same thing going on. And he had to climb in through the driver's side. So I'm getting ready to leave the Trinity parking lot. And I see him getting it. And I'm like, Gotta laugh. Have to laugh at it. I, I the other thing about that, so it wasn't just that he made the last out. The fireworks for the like, state championship went off with two outs in the game. And it, yeah. took, it took them 29 minutes to get all the lights back on at the Lexington Legends ballpark and like clear up all the – with two outs left. And so my buddy's just sitting there in the on-deck circle. The game circle. that was already done, right? Well, no, it was 5-3. Oh, well, okay. So we like we're, – we're still – I think we had, it was 5-3, but it got on second. So like still in the game. We made a lot of comeback. But Jim is just sitting there in the on-deck circle, nobody talking to him for like a half hour while oh, they wait to get Lord. the lights on. And then he makes the last out and then comes home and climbs I, into the I driver's side the, door. I blame the fireworks side door. on that. Otherwise, I think he cost the state title. I think he was getting a home run if that wasn't the case. Cost the state title. Um, I can't. I don't think I would have to be able to. I don't think I would be capable of driving a car if I had to climb in through any window, any part of the car. It's not easy. It's easier for me than it would be for you, though. I think that's an understatement. (laughs) It's doable for me. Maybe is the better way to phrase it. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's even possible for me. I mean, it's not fun. Yeah, I mean, I had enough trouble getting out of that damn BMW when I borrowed it, which. 
one of the biggest waste of money on a car I've ever had. I was like, this is a death trap is what that thing was. I feared for my life. I wouldn't even drive it out of here. I was feared for my life. I couldn't turn around and see anything in my blind spot. I was like stuck in that thing like a like a, like a prisoner. Um, but I'd be, and I actually just on the brakes, but I'll bring it up on here. Like, so the window doesn't come down. So you, I don't know if it does. I'm going to try. I don't think it does. For bleeps and giggles to say it doesn't, at least for our entertainment purposes uh-huh. or anybody else at Walgreens in the next hour and 90 minutes when you get there. I'm assuming Walgreens. You uh, think correct? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, it's pretty much the given, right? We used right? to be Kroger. Okay. Just change it. Uh, so you gotta, you're going to have to be like that, that guy who opens the door at the drive-thru. Which, well, no. I'm just going to go into the store. Oh, no. Come on. Yeah. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do Are you too good for the open door at the drive-thru? I don't know if I can even do it. Like, I don't know if there'll be enough room to get that door open and then close. You it said again. you can open it up, though. You can open it from the inside. Yeah, from the inside. But, like, I don't know if I could finagle, like, into that little, like, I don't know if I could even do that. There's not much room there between the. And you've never had a car where you've had to open the door at the drive-thru? No. I had a car. I had a, uh, I had a Chevy Cavalier. <laughs> Shout out to Swingers. It's red. The Red Cavalier, <laughs> my uh, baby. where I got into a wreck when I was working at a law firm, and I had to like bungee cord the door to, together to make I'm sure it stays yeah. until I could get it fixed. And then I got finally got it fixed, finally got it taken care of. And three weeks later, got totaled in a very similar situation where a woman just ran a stop sign, and then I that, that car got totaled. It was terrible. Uh, there was way worse wreck than this one. But yeah, like three weeks after getting it fixed, boom, totaled, gone. But that was the only other time where I've had something like this. Like very few things, I'm embarrassed. Embarrass me. In case you didn't know, but like the, I just, I always felt like just utter like dumb when I had to open the doors. I've had, and I had, I had an Acura where the window was busted and it wouldn't like, I had to keep, I had to just to keep it even to stay up. I had to like pick a wood chip, oh, like I, cram it into like between the window and the door. I had to focus where the window just kept coming down. Yeah. So it just wouldn't slide down. Now this car, by the way, I mean, I, this poor car I took to the very brink of like death before I left it. It was the same car that the headlights busted. And like I was, I had to get a screwdriver to like jimmy the headlights to come up. And then finally I did it so many times that it busted that and the headlights wouldn't work. So I was working at Pizza Box and I had to, I can only work day shifts because if it got dark out, I couldn't drive. I'd have headlights. So I remember at night, somebody had to pick me up and leave the car there, which sucked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this, I, I, I always just felt like such a, tool opening and i see people do it and, and other people have had to do it too but like there that's like a level of like i don't i hate being at embarrassment of having opened the door to drive through it seems like it's looking down on you it's not good yeah it's not good i, I mean i don't feel great with the whizzing noise coming in my ear when i'm driving around this thing but <laughs> i saw the day i didn't see it when you pulled in today because you got here pretty late but i'm right next to you. you'll see it when you leave yeah but like when i you sent me the picture on saturday night where it was it didn't look that bad it's not it, it, i think it looks worse when you see it it's not great, but it's not. Like, you scared me a little bit because you sent me that like at midnight. And at that point, I'm already pretty like fried. I spent all day streaming, you know, killing brain cells and watching Stranger Things. So uh-huh. by the time you sent me a text, you're like, we got T-bone. I was like, oh, good Lord. We were <laughs> fine. Like, yeah. We were fine. Yeah, you had me nervous for a second. Everybody was good. Right. It, was not, uh, it was not great, though. That's what you sounded like. Not a great night. God, see the stop sign, woman. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop. <sighs> Just stop. Um, we go to the Thornton's text line here. Uh, Texas, we love Thornton. Texas just DoorDash the meds, Mike. <laughs> can you do that? I don't think you can DoorDash meds. Why not? I don't think you I can order that. drugs on, on, online, can't you? 
I don't. I don't think. I mean, like subscription maybe? drugs. Yeah, pretty sure you can. Subscription drugs. Subscription drugs. Subscription. Five zero two four one four. Like a magazine. Fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texas, <laughs> you guys need a big X company car. We used to have the minibus. We did. Did now you ever don't. see the minibus? No. Uh, minibus. I've heard great stories. The stories of the minibus. Yeah, the minibus was great. Texas also says, "Can I come drink beer in the Big X lobby?" Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you're allowed to. Here. I just, I just okayed it. We're good. I mean, maybe like you have to let one of us not have to let you in. <laughs> but, but we won't know who he is because we can't see out. If he just holds up a case of beer and then says, "I'm the beer guy," then uh, that'll be good enough for me. I have a secret knock. <laughs> just say I'm the beer guy. The beer guy. Texas says with deadline tomorrow, maybe Trevor Kills is a legit transfer candidate. God, I hope so. Is he not pulled out yet? No. He. I wonder how much of abundance of people we'll see over the next like. 24 hours pulling out the thing is like with all this stuff like trevor keels i know aj green's out there and all this stuff like there are no rep- and this is where it's, I, I i've been on the record saying like i don't care if i'm in the loop i don't care if like we're in the loop i kind of like that kenny payne works in in secret you know real g's moving silence like lasagna like he <laughs> is that a lyric or something yeah a little bit it's okay <laughs> i'm fine with not knowing but it's frustrating to like do this job because people will bring up stuff like Trevor Kills, like is he a legit possibility? When all that's on the internet is he's either going to go pro or if he comes back to college, he's going to be going back to Duke. So maybe, but like I've got no idea. Yeah, I mean, I think I said it from the start. I mean, the secrecy of 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 Kenny Payne and his staff as a fan, I love it. As a radio guy, I hate it. It's terrible. I mean, because yeah. as, as a fan, I agree, it's awesome, but. There is quite literally, and I know people will just throw, you know, whatever can stick at the wall. I'm sure there are some people who are just throwing stuff. But there are no established reports right now out there about a transfer portal guy who has Louisville on his short list or has plans to visit Louisville or who Louisville is in on in, in, in a good way. Like, there's nobody. Well, except for Bates. But, 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 like, we all know about Bates. Yeah, I mean. Like, he is – and also, like, we know about him, but we got no idea what the hell is going on. We no, got, I mean, but we just know he's on – we're on a list of his. And we know that he says he's not going to announce anything until mid-June. Yeah. Like, we've got no idea why the delay happened, why it seemed like, you know, everybody's pouring in their crystal ball projections of, of Imani Bates to Louisville, and then out of nowhere he's like, eh, I'm going to wait a month at least to decide anything. We've got people now saying Louisville's got work to do if they want to land Imani Bates. Like, well, where else is he going to go? Really DePaul? Trying to work on it, yeah. Fine. Go to, if you if you, if you want to go to DePaul over Louisville, be my guest. Have fun. <laughs> you average 15 points and then do nothing, and then you'll, you know, go hang in the G League for a couple of years. Like, that's what's going to happen if he goes to DePaul. I'm just not being salty. I'm just saying it like it is but there are like there are no other established there's nothing else to go off of we've got four scholarships available we've got four roster spots we've got one guard on the roster we obviously need guards we need talent we need scores and i've got no idea how they fill these no idea so it's it's difficult to talk about wow way to cheer me up there i'm not saying it like, <laughs> but but again that's not mean necessarily saying that it's like we're in a terrible spot because i've got no idea kenny Payne, yeah. maybe he does have trevor kills like uh, on the back on the radar yeah. maybe he does have you know somebody else that we haven't even discussed uh, you know, Jules Bernard from UCLA is going to pull a uh, shocker and pull out of the draft and come play for us. I'm not reporting that, by the way. Please do not put that on the message board. Message boards, Jules. Please Bernard do not, do not, do not. Has pulled out of the draft and will be focusing do on not, being at Louisville next year. Do not year. say that. I'm just saying I've got no idea. Like all we can do is trust in Kenny Payne at this point. Some, some right now, right now, there's a local radio state show in UCLA. It's reading a message board post by Tall, Bald, and Handsome. Tall, Bald, and Handsome. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. <laughs> reading about, it. and they're like, what? what the hell does this guy know? I'm going to get a text from Mick Cronin's brother later, like, what the hell are you talking about? 
Uh, Who's this Trevor keeps talking trash about Mick? <laughs> Texas says Kills in the portal, so he's at least considering it. Is he? Okay. I bet like, everybody's put their name in the portal. They do it just to keep all their options open and to yeah. get like what like NIL deals are out there. The only things that I've seen written by like established sources are he's either going to the NBA or he's going back to Duke. Don't know. That's all I can say. Okay. Oh, God. I had nothing to add to that. Please come here, Trevor. If you're listening to this, we need to. First of all, we need a Trevor. Second of all, we need a good guard. I keep those I, are the priorities in that I don't order. Know if I want to share Louisville. I don't want to share my name with another Louisville. I mean, yeah, yeah. If he wants to come here, I guess I'm willing to give it up. Texas says if we've learned anything from EYBL this weekend is that there's a better chance of LeBron being teammates with Caleb Glenn in 2024 than Bronny Jr. His son is nowhere close to being an NBA player, even when he's eligible. Yeah, we we talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the show. I think it's the. It's the the next one is the is the James that I think has he's a, a freshman in high school. I believe he's a rising freshman, so he'll be a freshman this coming. It's a rising freshman. It means like you just graduated your eighth grade year and you're going to be a freshman, but school hasn't started yet. Okay. So like right now, our the guys we have coming back are like like Roosevelt Wheeler is a rising sophomore. At Louisville. So it'd be like the class of twenty six, I guess. Yes, correct. Like the Arch Manning class, pretty much, or something. Correct, yeah. and like Bronny. Yeah, after after seeing a little bit of him and hearing people who know way more about this and, and are better at scouting than I am, it certainly sounds like he wouldn't be a top sixty player in the class. I think he's like fifty four according to the twenty four seven rankings. If his name wasn't Bronny James, but you would even if he's not very good, you still want to maybe bring him in for if anything to get maybe uh yeah. put, put in the door for the better better James, right. or just for just the fact you're getting LeBron. I mean, and that's why he's probably going to Duke. I mean, like, everyone thinks he's going to Duke. It's the brand thing. I mean, the, like we you brought up the Jordan kids earlier. I mean, they probably don't go to they probably don't even get to go to Central Florida if it's not the Jordan name. You're probably right. Uh, but Bryce James is the one that I think everybody believes. How many kids does LeBron have, by the way? Three. Does he have three? Okay. I'm I think two boys and one girl. I can't remember. I never really. Yeah. I, I think that's right. Um, Texas says Bronny to the Ville. Who to the Ville? Bronny to the Ville. Bronny? Oh, he's already, yeah, he's already coming here. That's a, it's a given. Um, we locked him in. Texas active NCAA cases pending decision. Us, Arizona, Kansas. Only Kansas has landed a top 25 transfer in Kevin McCuller from Texas Tech uh, at number 20 per CBS Sports. Yeah, it's, it's, it absolutely is playing a part here. And, Arizona lost a decent amount, did they not? I mean, they're they're not. They'll be fine. We'll see them in Maui, but they're not going to be what they were last year. I mean, they're, they're not able to restock. What's, uh, the guard he left, he went to the NBA. Yeah, the top. Um, he's going to be a lottery pick supposedly. All of them. Yeah. I, I, they lost their three of their big five are going to be gone from last year, and they'll be they'll be okay, but they're not going to be like they were last year. I mean, they wouldn't expect them to be what they were last year this year. No, it was or, fair point. That. Makes sense the way I said it. Texas said, okay, no Bronny to the Ville, Bryce to the Ville. There you go. That's more like it. <laughs> and we want Bronny and Bryce. Texas says Shaden Sharp to Louisville. Have you seen the Shaden Sharp stuff that's out there? No, I thought Shaden Sharp was in the NBA draft. He is. And he's not going anywhere. But it's like yeah. all these people now, and Kentucky fans are like kind of, I, I guess they're super salty about this because they're piling on. Because I only see this from Kentucky fans retweeting it. There's a lot of clips of him, I guess, in, I don't know if it's private workouts or like just runs where he's doing a whole lot of dribbling but not getting around anybody and getting blocked and people are like he's not quick he's not a good ball handler which is why he's going like to go to the Pacers he's going yeah. he's headed to the Pacers perfect, yeah. it's going to happen but he can duck real well in warm-ups get excited for that Trev you don't see a whole lot of that in the NBA <sighs> can't wait Rick Carlisle I mean you think that guy's mad enough as is in life um Texas says tall dark and sand and handsome I think he means tall Sark and handsome yeah catch me outside 
<laughs> is that, I thought it was that what is catch me outside it was like throw me outside or something. No, catch me outside was that. Yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah. that supposedly makes millions How about of that? dollars now. Yeah. Texas Texas had just as many players drafted this year as U of L did, which was zero. Best brand, obviously. <laughs> I don't know if that's an attempt to be like a knock at us or Texas, or I don't know what, what you're trying to say there. Well, Texas. I mean, if you're complaining about the Louisville brand, we've had more players drafted in the first round of the last what six years than you have. Suck I it. mean, and we yeah. haven't exactly had killer on field success. They did have four guys go in the last in last year's draft, twenty one draft though. Well, not in the first round, right? No, no. The, the one was the, the highest was the second rounder. I mentioned the tackle out of, that went to Washington. Texas, hey, tall, stark, and handsome. Kansas just scored another touchdown. Yeah, when you've <laughs> lost to Kansas. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot they did, didn't they? Like, get over it. Like you're, you're done. Because I remember thinking, you'll man, never be back. You're not back. Yeah, there's anything that makes Stark get off the wagon. It's losing to Kansas. Um, let's because people are texting in about this, and I know we have talked about it for the people who are talking about the Matt Jones tweets. But let's, I, I guess, rehash the conversation because okay. it took us by surprise at three fifteen. It did. I wasn't expecting it. I was getting ready to get into it because we had our ten minutes of nonsense, and then we, I, I was expecting to get into the DeAndre Moore commitment stuff, and then maybe a little Louisville baseball talk, and I then boom, gonna, I was going to break down all you know, double or nothing from Saturday. Matt Jones with just a just gigantic shot out of left field coming in and talking about which I do love the phrasing of it. There is a world. <laughs> it's not. Again, maybe my mind is Stranger Things warped from the weekend. But when he says that, I'm just picturing like Sam and, and Jonathan Byers having a discussion about there's a, there's this op- opposite universe. <laughs> All I think of is the big voice guy from movies in a world <laughs> where Louisville hires Milt Wagner. What if I told you? Kentucky could no, potentially no, that, hire that's, that's, that's his the, dad. That's the ESPN uh, Five Reasons. Right, I'm combining. Why. I'm combining yeah. all the big voice guys. That's another show they bring back. Five Reasons Why. That was but a good the, one. the the tweet from Matt Jones that we're talking about <laughs> yeah. here was uh, he mentions they're expecting KT Turner to be named as the, the the third assistant on John Calipari's staff for next year, who had been previously the associate head coach at Oklahoma. And then Jones goes on to say, and this is where it gets juicy. I am told <laughs> that there is a world where Dewan Wagner. Spelled incorrectly, could end up joining UK basketball in some capacity. Not finalized, but possible. You hire grandpa, we hire dad. He goes on to say, if, and it's still a definite if, Calipari hires Dewan Wagner, misspelled. Come to a program where people can spell your family's names right. In some capacity, that is an old school Cal move that I would absolutely love. Swaggy Cal is back. Now that's me adding that. He would love that. It's the exact same moves that you bashed him for years on the radio before he became your coach, Matt. Swaggy Cal's dead. Let's be real. Like, the whole Swaggy Cal's back thing, just stop. He's not coming back. He's not back. It's it's gone. It's done. You might be good, but the whole Swaggy Cal thing, it died in 2015. It died? It died. Dead. R.I.P. Like Walter White. Dead. Not coming back. Don't get mad. I'm dead. I, I already got my revenge when I pulled the revenge on you at the break. Which I, I'm fine. I, I'm happy to know that. It makes me more excited for the season. Uh, yeah, and that's that's the difference between you and me. You spoil a big thing at the end. I'm nice enough to throw you a week. Well, it's not my fault that you spent 10 years. Like, <laughs> Stranger Things has been out for five, like a week. Less than a week. It's you have four you days. 12 minutes to finish it or I'm going to start You dropping. had a decade to watch Breaking Bad and I gave away the thing that everybody already knows and you, you got mad about know. it. Well, you know, start watching Breaking Bad. Alright, alright. Moving on. Let's talk about the Dewan Wagner thing. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, so in, in this world world where Matt in a world where Matt Jones doesn't spelled in a world where Dewan is spelled with an E and let's not because UK fans jumped all over your quote about this reeks of desperation what well, all the all the UK fans are like well the irony in all this because you hired his grandpa let's I pointed that out though. let's at least point that they're not equal like you can say that we just hired Milt Wagner because we want to get DJ Wagner 
I don't think that that's entirely true. No. I, I think it's – don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and act like that wasn't a big part of, of why you bring in Milt Wagner. I mean, you could accuse but us there of are, Kenny hold on. Th- there are very, very obvious reasons why Milt Wagner is a fit on the UofL staff. Namely, dude played here. Played here, won a national title here. He, Kenny Payne was his mentor when he arrived at Louisville. They have a very close relationship. They have maintained a very close relationship. It would not have been without outside the realm of possibility if Kenny Payne got a job anywhere. Let's say he'd been hired at DePaul last year, which was a rumor, to have Milt Wagner on his staff. That would have nobody would have batted an eye. It would have been a little bit. You would have said, "Well, he hadn't coached in a while," but I get it. There's a relationship there. He's also not coaching. He's in a yeah. He, well, first of all, he's a university employee. Let's let's be real. Yeah, he's not on the coaching hybrid staff. role. Yeah. Let's use the terminology. He's a university employee. But even if he had been on staff, if he'd been named the third full time assistant, you could have said, "Well, there are reasons outside of him just having a very good grandson why this makes sense." The Dewan Wagner thing is completely transparent. He's been out of basketball for 15 years, has never coached, has never been like hinted as a potential coach. You're hiring just him just to get the kid. Which reeks of desperation. That so, is the definition of the phrase. You Because you're basically telling me, Cal, in this world that you're living in, apparently, opposite of the reality that we're, we're all living in, according to Matt, is that you're literally just just admit it? You're hiring him just because you're desperate at losing a recruit you thought you had locked up. You don't hire Wagner for any other reason. What's well, the same as him hiring Milt back in the day? Milt had never been a, yeah. a coach before. Like you hired Milt just to get to Juan. We all knew it. It's yeah, fine. but that that was at least that when that when that situation you maybe did it because you wanted to like. Uh, to guarantee you were getting somebody you were probably maybe getting already. Well, I don't and, think they were, they were getting him. And this one, Milt. and this one, you thought you had the recruit. You were like hunky dory. We're good. We're good. We're solid. We're awesome. He's ours. And then out of nowhere, boom! Here comes Louisville. Now you're getting desperate. You're getting worried, and you're getting scared, and you're pulling out hail mary moves like hiring his dad that you weren't going to do. You had no thought of doing eight months ago, six months ago, eight weeks ago, probably, until you got desperate and you're like, "What's that smell? Oh, that's us. We smell like crap." It's also, I mean, it bears mentioning this keeps happening to Kentucky where they, they feel like they've got the number one recruit in America locked up. Like they thought they had James Wiseman, done deal. Then Penny basically stages a coup at Memphis to, to get the head coaching job there, and they get James Wiseman. They thought they had Cade Cunningham locked up. Oklahoma State hires his brother on staff. Same was Trey Young in a way, wasn't it? Too? Yeah, but that's not – I, I said the number one player in America. Oh, okay. This, is the, this keeps happening to them. They – had Shaden Sharp, and then boom, he's not playing. Like <laughs> So this would be, if they lost DJ Wagner to Louisville, this would be four straight years where they'd had the number one player in America locked up, and that player went on to either go somewhere else or play zero minutes for them. So I think Cal feels that. I think he understands that. And I think also he's trying to nip this whole like Louisville thing in the butt. Like He doesn't want Louisville to get going because Cal has had his way with Louisville since he got to to Lexington and even though Louisville had a strong degree of success in the middle part of of his tenure I mean Louisville had great teams and from 2012 through 2016 and then some not so cool stuff happened and we haven't been great since then although 2017 was a two seed we kind of forget about that um but since then certainly we do forget we were two seed because we got beaten the second round right since then we have been far far down and i think cal wants us to stay down i don't care what he says about how it's good for the rivalry if both programs are great but more important than that he wants to to kind of stop a potential competitor on the recruiting trail before he can get any sort of momentum going 
And also, like, this is a this would be a big time old school Calipari win. Like these are the types of situations where he used to prevail, where it was this program's putting all the stops to get this number one player in America who's a surefire, you know, can't miss NBA draft pick and, and a one and done who's going to kill it for five months on campus and then go be a millionaire. He used to always win those battles. He's been losing them a lot recently. And it's I'm not saying it's acceptable. I think UK fans are annoyed when it's to Duke, but it's it's Duke. When it's Louisville, the program that you've been beating down and that you see yourself as superior to, and they're swooping in at the last second to make this happen, it's going to cut a little bit differently. And I think Cal really, really wants to avoid that situation. Now, again, as a Louisville fan, I don't like the move because it, it clearly would – I'm not saying it would swing the ball totally in their court. I've got no idea what DJ Wagner's thinking at this point. But if you hire a dad – You'd think. I mean, what are they going to hire him as, by the way? Because they don't have to, they just build their last hybrid role. Hybrid role. <laughs> Alumni relations, director of uh, basketball development. <laughs> just do the exact same thing that we did. Why not? Yeah, I mean. But as a fan, I don't like it because I think it, it certainly, like, I'm not going to, you can't sit here and say that hiring a kid's dad isn't going to have any impact on what his decision is. But as a fan of, of, of basketball, as an admirer of the rivalry, my God, like, th- this is incredible. This is. This is as juicy as it gets. You've got a family divided for this kid who, I keep saying number one player. He actually recently dropped to number two, but whatever. Who's or, number one now? The kid who is already committed to uh, North Carolina. Wow. And then he's number three on, I think, the other side, Rivals. Yeah. But, you know, still, the best player in America, the biggest rivals in America, the most contentious, heated rivalry in college basketball. A grandfather on one side, a father on the other. Calipari, Payne, Coach, Protege. My God, blue, red. Trevor, it's Shakespearean. This, this it is, is this is everything that you could want from an off the court, off the field sports storyline. It's it's unbelievable. And it start. I feel like I, I mean I don't know if there's I, I, not to make it sound like there's tension building between Payne and and Cal, but I want to fight. I, I mean I'm feeling like this is gonna get this is gonna get ugly at some point. Maybe there will be a point in time. Assuming Kenny Payne is here for several years, several years, and Calipari stays at Lexington, yeah. in Lexington for several more years, there will be a point in time where the whole like we're never going to get into it, like we're going to keep you know the rivalry is going to be the rivalry, but we're always going to have this. this no, there's going to be a point in time where there's a rift. It's going to be. A, it's it, impossible it, for it not. It's going to be during a game where it's chippy as well, probably. I think so too. And you're just going to get into a point where they, they they go both on the court try to break it up, and then they end up getting into because you have to know like if. If Cal does this and does hire Dewan Wagner, like it's gonna bother Kenny Payne a little bit. Like there's gonna be a part of him that's like you son of like Well, because it's kind of a dirty move a little bit. And there'll be all this stuff, like they'll be back and forth. They're they're bad they're gonna battle for other kids on the recruiting trail too. Some are you know, Louisville's gonna win some, Kentucky's gonna win some. And there's gonna be all this sort of stuff, maybe some comments get made by the players, and it's all gonna be boiling beneath the surface and they'll be able to keep it but I think you're right. It's gonna take something happening in an actual game. For that first line to be crossed, yeah, a and for cousins moment, exactly, and then all of a sudden Kenny Payne's bringing up the hiring Dewan stuff. Calipari's bringing up some stuff that's happened on the recruiting trail. They're bringing up some comments from the past that they weren't going to make a big deal about until the you know this other stuff happened. I'm, I'm telling you, Next, this this relationship will not survive the rivalry. It's impossible. It cannot happen. I can't wait to the day where Kenny Payne comes out and calls him a narcissistic like uh, Jimbo calls a press conference. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get a Jimbo Fisher saving viewed in the. I ignore the jealous. I ignore the <laughs> malicious. Just repeat the phrase word for word. Why not? Uh, we got to go to I break. Cal. I did. Kenny's just cheating. He should have learned from a great guy like I did, like Larry Brown. That's who I learned from. Someone knows how to do it right. 
<laughs> would be great. <laughs> he did learn from him. Like, Louisville's, like, I would love for Kenny Vange to be like, this is the program that does everything by the book. <laughs> from Peck Hickman to Rick Pitino to, to Chris Mack. We've yeah. never had extortion cases. We've <laughs> never had any sort of run-ins with the NCAA. Did, didn't at one point, didn't Jim Fisher say he thought he was God or something? Probably, yeah. <laughs> no, he says, like, you all have anointed him as this czar of college football. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Get out of here. Uh, before we go to break, got to remind you guys one more time, our friends over at Shady Rays, it's summertime, it's here, it's hot, it's bright. You need sunglasses, you need Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Best quality, best prices you're going to find. I love them. Any sunglasses this summer, and we'll make those uh, th- that price even lower by giving you this discount. Use this promo code Big X when you check out B I G X. It's going to save you 25. percent And if those sunglasses get stolen, broken, what have you, in the first 30 days, they're going to send you a replacement pair. Um, that's what that's the Shady Rays promise. Go to ShadyRays.com. All sorts of styles, all sorts of colors, all sorts of different things you got going on there. But that promo code, it's good for anything. And they're comfy. Big X, twenty five percent off. I have a fat head, and they they I, usually sunglasses will squeeze me a little bit. These don't. That's right there from Trevor Kelsey himself. If you have a fat head, they're not going to squeeze it. You got a big head like me. Don't I've you got a big head. Yeah, don't you? I wear a size eight MLB cap. I think you're about the same as me, aren't you? Uh, not that big. Are you seven three fourths? Maybe I think I was seven and a half back in the day. Seven and a half is still pretty good size. Yeah, it, big. Dog. I wore an eight. Yeah, my mom called me Charlie Brown as a kid. But I also had to get an eight because it would be a little loose on me. But as I sweat into it and they shrink, I had to get an eight just for that reason. Yeah, kinda like when you get, like, kind of like you had to buy a little extra the shirt a little bigger because when you wash it, and it shrinks a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I learned not to dry any of my shirts anymore. All right, we'll go to back. Uh, we'll go to break. Text line has thoughts on TJ Wagner and stuff. We, we will get to that. Uh, other things, text line also has significant thoughts on. We'll cover all your thoughts. That's a creepy look you gave me. <laughs> I got thoughts on you. Okay. Coming up after the break, here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. We come on this loop, John B. My grandfather and me. Around Nassau town, we did roam. Drinking all night. Got into a fight. Well, I feel so broken. Final segment here, Underrated, Tuesday edition. I like this song. This, this, is like, this is like a popular, like, uh, like uh, fisherman song too. That they just I can see that pop song. Yeah, I can see it being a good anthem. Top five Beach Boys song, though, for me. Okay, I'm with you. We mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, college baseball announced their NCAA tournament bracket yesterday. Louisville will host. They'll open up play in the NCAA tournament on Friday against Southeast Missouri State, Oregon, and Michigan, the other two schools that are in the Louisville Regional Cards, the number 12 overall seed. Louisville's NCAA uh, odds via bet online to win the College World Series. They were 25 to 1 last week. They've now dropped to 33 to 1. That makes them tied for, they're tied with Georgia as the, it looks like, 12th choice to win it all. Vandy, who's a two seed, has better odds at 25 to 1. That seems like a slap in the face, but okay. Texas A&M, if you're wondering, that's this is the one that makes even less sense. They're the number five overall seed in this tournament. They're who Louisville potentially could face in the Super Regionals if both teams advance. They're 40-1. to 1. So, not sure what the odds makers know that we don't, but 
That's the way they. What did you say? Our odds were thirty. Thirty-three. Hmm. 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 Makes you think. Hmm. It's curious. What's t- what's Tennessee's odds? Five to two. <laughs> they are the heavy favorites. Uh, but when we some of the stats, like watching the selection show that they were giving out about Tennessee, the way they just dominated the, the SEC this year was it's nuts. It's kind of my. It was kind of jaw dropping a little bit. I was like, I think they won by like six games. I think they. They say, I don't think anybody got within like 50 runs of them or something. I mean, it was... So when w- when we got into our, our accident Saturday night, all of Mary's cousins, they were staying with their um, their grandmother who lives on Mary's family street as well. So they all like, came out to see what was going on. They all live on the same street. They all like right there on the same street. Well, Mary's the only one to get out. <laughs> these two are. Well, no, they, they don't live there. They were just visiting this weekend. No, Everybody it. was here for the same wedding. So like all the, the little cousins come out and... Like halfway through, the cops are taking forever. And like I'm like, I've got to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry. They're like, just go into Tilly Burton's house. And so I, <laughs> I go over to their cousins, and they're like, one of them, like they're all they're UK fans, and they're like, they're like UK is about to beat Tennessee in the SEC tournament. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, it's semifinals. And like the other cousins, like, well, they're still losing, but they're playing well. And I was like, oh, so they aren't. And I go inside. As I've gone inside, it's already gone from like two to two to like seven to two or whatever, yeah. and it ends up being twelve to two. I was like, come on, guys. When get- is what what day does Kentucky play their baseball tournament? Game? Uh, I thought they were going to get in. Oh, I, re- oh, I really they didn't? did. Oh my bad. I did not realize that. My bad. The I'm way that sorry. they were acting, they were like, we've got 14 top 25 wins. We're playing great baseball. Only team to take a series from Tennessee. I'm like, damn, they may put them in. And if they do, they're probably going to put them in our region. But alas, the Batcats. Six years for Nick Mingione, who's the guy hired to basically, you know, Mingione. unseat Dan McDonald. He's going to take recruits from McDonald. They're going to become the dominant program in the state because that's what Kentucky does. He's been to the tournament one time. One time. One time. Six years. Not great. Yeah, I think I saw T, uh, our boy T.J. Walker was uh, putting – the seat isn't hot. He was putting a flamethrower to oh, it. Oh, he's calling for the firing? He's like, there, this is unexcusable in no matter what sport at UK to go and make one postseason in five years. Hmm. He's got kind of a point. Texas sent in this picture of you as Eeyore where it says, um, well, the other schools are recruiting higher-ranked players. <laughs> I kid you not. That looks like Howie Mandel and Little Monsters. It's a great Photoshop. <laughs> Go look up Howie Mandel from Little Monsters. We've talked about Little Monsters. Well, we have. Whoever did this did a great job. We spent Put more a time lot of time on, and effort into yeah, this. Yeah, he did. It's well done. Whoever does Photoshop, since somebody get me the... If you go to like the AEW Twitter account, you'll see like when they sign a new guy, it'll have like a... It'll have their picture of him and it'll say, so-and-so is all elite. I want that for Mike Rutherford now that Gangrel is here. Oh, I'm in. I want a Photoshop of you on that background and it says like... Mike Rutherford is all elite. Well, now is Gangrel like in the league now, or is, is well, was this like a one-time he's thing? Just a, probably a one-off for now. Well, make Gangrel that's a regular. All, no, that's all you needed. You sit there and be like, oh, I'll just say Gangrel. I'll watch the Gangrel. No, Gangrel's here. Well, if it's just one time, then I'm not going to get no, it. No, no, no. That's all I need Gangrel and I need D'Lo Brown, active participants. Plus, you need Orange Cassidy to get healthy. I need Orange Cassidy healthy. He is injured right now. He was not on the card. Texas says UK is getting DJ. If they have to hire DeWan to do it, so they will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you say if we have to, again, that doesn't help your argument against my reek of desperation comment. Same text says Mike's voice cracked when talking about cow not back. Laugh out loud should be your sign to shut up. Did it? No, it's just your voice cracked because you're not feeling well. Yeah, I've got I've been coughing up a lung every single. Break. Yeah, that's why I did that. Uh, text says KP is going to smack cow like. Oh, fam, did you? Yeah, we've gotten this far. We haven't even talked about the best story, uh, sports story of the weekend. What was the Tommy Fam smacking Jock Peterson? Yeah, I saw that. I didn't look into it too much. You haven't seen this? No, like, well, someone posted it on our on our on our um, fantasy league page. Like, cause I guess was- so. We were talking about this on air when it happened. Remember, like, there there was like a. 
there, there was a, a tweet about there's a been a, a raucous caused in the by the right field wall before Reds Giants game. Both players have both benches have kind of cleared for a second. I'm not sure what's going on here. And it was Tommy Pham smacking Jock Peterson across the face. And then we found out the story they're, of why they're both playing for the they both play the same team, right? No, oh, they don't. Okay, Jock plays for the Giants. Tommy Pham plays for the Reds. Okay, and supposedly he slapped him because of a fantasy football move, a fantasy football feud from last. And then Jock Peterson came with the receipts, like he had the text messages and like the message board posts from this league, and it was all. I mean, this is it may be the greatest sports story How of they, all time. Peterson's that's the guy. He was kind of a. Never reached the potential I think he was supposed to with the Dodgers, to say yeah, the least. I mean, I mean he's, he, they all did pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he was I, I was he was kind of soon to be like this next heir apparent and never kind of really panned out, but it, was, it wasn't bad. Just yeah, didn't ever reach. pretty good. He's all right. Um, but he, like, Tony Fam, I don't know how they would. Did they play together at one point? Is that why they're in the same No, league? they're in the same fantasy league. Just like just a, happened to be in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, so Peterson gets asked about it after the game. And you're thinking it's going to be this whole, like, well, like, you know, I. I said something to him, whatever. And he goes into a three-minute explanation about how like, like he put one of his players who was hurt, he shelved him on IR to create an extra roster spot. Yeah, and and he's, like, he's, he's, like, he's like, I'm in an ESPN league where they don't allow it. In this league, they do allow it. And Tommy Pham got all upset about it and like accused me of like cheating and doing skirting the system. <laughs> and like, he explains the entire thing. And then, like, he comes back the next day because nobody believes the story and has, like, the message that said, like, Peterson had made some like after this, they get into this argument about whether or not this is allowed. Peterson makes some sort of joke about I don't I can't even remember what it was about like the Padres not being like or posted a tweet that somebody made about like if you have to take any of these out like it'd be the Padres. And Tommy Pham responds with like Jock, we don't know each other well enough to make jokes like this. And he's like okay like so sorry like well and it, like he admits, he's like Pham leaves the league. He says, yeah, it's a, it's a league where we're playing for a substantial amount of money. He's, I like, he's like, I can admit that. He's like, I haven't had any contact with this man since then, which was last October. The next time that I meet him, he's slapping me across the face before a game in May. So this wasn't even like a like a waiver wire snake or a, a, you know, a, a trade that could be considered collusion amongst two people? No. This was all because he used an IR spot? Yes. Incredible. Wow, I, thought I took fantasy football seriously. I, I mean, this is the it's the greatest Tommy story Fam, boy. in a long time. There's video of it now out there, by the way, too. I mean, I saw, like I said, I'd seen like headlines about it, but I just didn't really watch the video of Peterson's press conference. And I had so much going on over this week. It's a busy weekend, as I've told you. Yeah, like you know, on. yeah, I had a lot going on, a lot to watch. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just kind of skipped over it and didn't think anything else of it. And I mean, it's very much a like Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. Like he smacks the hell out of him. He smacks him hard. <laughs> it's a, it's like a right cross. I mean, at least, at least Will did it because Chris made a joke about his wife. I mean, this is a lot this less. This is cool. the battle for fan. I mean, have you ever had anything happen to you in fantasy football that, that made you so mad you wanted to smack a dude? No. I mean, I mean, I've come close at least once. I mean, I've been mad about stuff. Like there was one a few years ago where I was like chasing a final playoff spot, and like everything said that I should have had waiver precedence. Like Yahoo just it was a glitch. Like we bid the exact same. Yeah, I had like every single rule. The player should have gone to me, and it didn't. And there was like no way to correct it. I was pretty upset about that, but like I wasn't gonna fight anybody over it. It wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, yeah. The only thing, the closest I ever came was I had an issue with I was playing somebody, and like I, I want at the last minute the guy um, player was scratched. And I was having internet issues, and I couldn't get him off my lineup in like the two minutes, the only two minutes I had to do it. And even my my commissioner was like, "Well, if you talk to the guy you're playing, if he says you know he's okay with you switching this player for that player, which is what you were gonna do, then we'll do it." You know, thing. And I t- I text the guy, and he's like, "No, screw you." 
I'm like, dude, I can't. I'm trying. I've been trying to set the line up. He's like, nope, too bad. Sorry. That's annoying. And I was like, okay, you know, bleep you. But, but can we all agree that <laughs> Tommy Pham kind of ends up looking like sort of a douche? Kind of a douche, yeah. I mean, this I is mean, classic Reds. Like, we, we, have a, we finally have a guy like smack a dither dude, and we end up looking worse somehow. He suspended three games because he smacked a guy over a fantasy football. I mean, it's not even a good fantasy football reason to do it because it's of an not. IR spot. He just sounds like a, a baby. I can only assume that he used the IR spot to sign somebody Pham wanted. I think that's what happened. I mean, I, I, it's the only thing I can assume, but... It's an incredible story. Even then, I mean, why didn't you just get the guy yourself, Pam? I mean... Texas says, does Juan Wagner have a bachelor's degree? I don't think you can be an assistant coach if you don't have a degree. Remember that whole thing? Oh, from, uh, oh yeah. That was a big deal. I know. I remember. God, the shoes are so on the other feet. That now. was that was hilarious. I always never understood that, like, Louisville fans using that. It's like, you're just, you're bragging that your own player didn't even get a degree. You're like... I never got the. It was it was a cell phone. It was as a, the kids say. It was a weird. Is that what they say? The youngs, as they say. It was a weird thing to be like. Well, you're gonna hire a guy who didn't even finish college. It was like, he went to our school. You dingus. Terrible education. <laughs> um, are you ready for some inside info from a Plumley bro? Obvi- I, I, obviously, this is a KRC text. I live for Plumley Bro text. This is Plumley Bro one. Obviously, this is a KRC text. But if you, again, if you send in text for Kentucky roll call from three to six, we're going to read them on air. That's yeah. how this works. He says, "I talked to a player on the football team." Mm. Ooh, mm. which mm. team is that? But Chris Rodriguez is supposedly in some deep trouble, but no one knows the details. The vibe from how he told me was that they were not going to have him at all this year. Just so incredibly unfortunate. Sources say by the Plumley Bro. I feel like eventually the details will come out sooner or later. Nonetheless, wishing nothing, wish him nothing but the best with the situation. Didn't Rodriguez have some issues last? Didn't he miss a get benched for a start last year or something? With some off- well, he field. keeps fumbling when he's about to score touchdowns. That's, Is that what it was? That's maybe? the big thing. I don't know if there was some off the field. I felt like thing. there was some reason why he he had he got benched for something for something last year. Maybe it was the fumbling and the off field issues. I don't know. Uh, Plumley Brother, I mean, I love the fact you have sources and that you know people quote unquote on the team. But I think we all kind of know why Rodriguez might be in hot water. I think it's pretty much semi, and there might be more it to it. Sounds like there's more though. If it's just simple, simple like DUI, like that would be. Again, I'm not trying to diminish what that is, but that's like a one or two game suspension, right? I can't imagine he would be kicked off the team just for that. I don't even know if it's a two game, depending on probably I mean, one. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when I when I heard the story, I assumed one game suspension. They play Miami of Ohio week one. They don't really need him for that. I assumed that would be it. So if if, that, it, yeah. if it's he's off the team, which has been the rumor now for a while, uh, like the last week and a half or so, it's got to be something more significant. It's, there's there's well, got to be more. To and it. it has to stem to the fact he just no showed his court case. But the, I mean, but then his lawyer said it was well, our fault. I still think the lawyer fell on the sword on that one. For it, him. It, the whole thing is weird. The whole, mean, there's something fishy going. That on. That screams like the lawyer being like, "Okay, we got to make up for our client just no showing." But the, the UK media was ready with that story very quickly. I mean, there's more to it. Sources will come out. And, and for the record, up. the lawyer should fall on the sword for him. But well, that's, yeah, that's I mean, true. <laughs> um, Texas. Speaking of baseball, the Pac-12 has no pitching. Oregon State played UCLA to get into the final, and the final score was 25-22. to 22. I did see that nice. in 10 innings. Not to mention only five of the 15 games in the Pac-12 tourney had less than 10 combined runs. Yeah, I saw. I think it was UCLA scored. They scored nine runs in the bottom of the ninth to send it to extra innings at 21-21. to 21. And then Oregon State scored a run in the top half of the 10th to make it 22-21. to 21. And then a kid who had never – UCLA comes back, they tie it up, 22-22. A kid who had not hit a home run the entire season hit a three-run walk-off to win the game 25-22. Incredible. I'm going to be in like a pitching duel with them. It's crazy how the Pac-12, like in every sport, it's just like no defense, all offense. doesn't matter. You'd think that wouldn't translate across all sports because all these sports are so different. But football, basketball, baseball, no, 
We're good. Just all bats. All offense. They do. Football's the same way. You're right. Texas Trevor does Pilates workout videos. Sell it to the general public, and you guys would make millions and retire. Pilates? Isn't that a sandwich? No, Pilates. That's, like, the, that's the sandwich like with the... You, the Pilates the, are like workouts. What's the sandwich, then? I don't, I, I don't know what you're thinking. It's like a flatbread, and you iron, you put an iron a down? A panini? Oh, close enough. Put it on the calendar. <laughs> I just thought it was... That was what's this Pilates, then? What is that? Pilates are like... You don't know what Pilates are? It's I, like a type I, of, clearly, I thought it was a sandwich. It's like a type of workout. Like, like Mostly Tybo? Mostly for your legs. No, not like Tybo. Remember Tybo? Yeah. Okay. He was awesome. <laughs> I remember after that guy. Remember Body by Jake? Yeah. His daughter was in... Body uh, by Jason. His, his daughter was the girl in... Um, uh, uh, a true grit. Cool, cool. Yeah, there you go. Texas, what the hell did Trevor just say that Arby sauce was disgusting? Yeah, he doesn't like it. Yeah, Arby sauce. Is nasty. That's literally the best part about Arby's. I actually agree. No, Arby sauce no, is no, good. No, Arby sauce is nasty. Texas, if time is is time a flat circle and we end up with Courtney Ramey and Justin Powell? <laughs> it's smoking a reference on the another world. I take Justin Powell. <laughs> Courtney Ramey, I guess I'd take him, depending on who else is out there. A different dimension. <laughs> Texas, when do class of twenty twenty three players sign? Well, they can't. I mean, not they can't sign now, but they can commit now. Yeah, I don't know. Early signing day in basketball, I think, is usually in October. Is that right? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know why I'm even asking you. Yeah, I don't even know either. <laughs> I was curious. I'm assuming this is a rhetorical question because I have no answer for it. It looks like November 10th is the early starts starts the early signing period for this year's basketball. That's what I was going to say. But 10th yeah. through the 17th. That's the early signing that's period. That's my guess. Uh, last text. <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> Trevor has forgotten more yoga sandwiches than any of us can remember. <laughs> I had the I had, I had a few of the Jane Fonda takes back in the day. Did you really? I didn't use them for exercising, though. Oh, my God. You <laughs> find it was hot. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, NHL tonight. Oilers, Lanch. Game one, Western Conference Finals in Colorado. 8 o'clock, TNT. Who you got? It's in Colorado, right? In Colorado. Oh, I, I feel... It's going to be a great series. I feel I feel the snow, snow bed of dropping. Avalanche taking this game. I'm going to say... Well, I predict the score because I have no idea about any teams, anything in hockey. But I'm gonna say four to one Avalanche. This series is gonna be fun for like casual hockey fans. Four to one to score tonight, by the way, not the series. Like that. Yeah. Uh, I like both of these teams have absolute superstars. They're they're super talented on offense. Connor McDavid's awesome for Edmonton. They both have oh, yeah. very suspect goalkeeping. So, I, like you're gonna see some games that I think are gonna be like that Oilers Flame series where it's six five. Bunch of goals in short periods of time. Stepping up, Darcy Kemper. That game was like, and that game ended up being like nine to eight. The one game was eight to seven. Eight to seven. Yeah, what it was, yeah. But the, the, the deciding game, there were four goals that was the, scored. That was the peak of the flame series. Yeah, in the deciding game, there was four goals scored in a minute and eleven seconds. The, the which has never happened That's before insane. in the history of the playoffs. Insane. Like every like, time you looked up, somebody was scoring. I think the Lance win tonight. I think it's a thriller. I'm going to say five three. We'll get a uh, late empty net goal. To seal the deal. Ooh, empty net goal. We started. I got the Lance long sleeve shirt in the the backpack. I was like pouring sweat, so I couldn't put it on. But I got the Fort Collins, Colorado. Shirt is, that, here. is that what this? <laughs> repping Colorado today. I'm feeling. Why good. do you have a Fort Collins? Because we were there. You went to all you visited there. Yeah, Mary got it. Yeah. The, the it's the Odell Brewing. I had a cousin lived in Denver for or in Colorado for a while. Great breweries. Texas says, Trevor, you would go to hot yoga twice a week for the year. If you would you go to t- a hot yoga twice a week for a year if you get Arby's for a free year after that? Hot yoga is grueling, from what I hear. What's I don't the, think you could do. What it. is hot yoga? It's pretty much what the name says. Yoga, but it's like in a sauna. It's hot. That would suck. I heard. I heard it's very, very tough from people who are in much better shape than I am. I don't know if I could. I mean, I can't even know if I could try yoga. I don't know what would be more disturbing: me trying to get up or the amount of farts I have while doing yoga. It'd be bad. Either way, it's bad. 
Are you going to watch the game tonight, or do you have a movie on I'm tap? I'm pooping myself. Uh, you finished Stranger Things, so that's that's off. Yeah, and, my, and I'll probably will end up rewatching it before the, the last two drop. Um, I'll probably just go to movies tonight. I mean, I did a lot of movies over this weekend, too, because I did after I did Maverick yesterday, I ended up watching The Express, as I mentioned, watched Roadhouse, uh, watched Wolf of Wall Street, uh, and then watched Glory, and that was that was last night. So I don't know what I'll watch tonight. There you go. You'll find out tomorrow. I need a movie, yeah. I need something. Everybody enjoy your Tuesday nights. We're back here tomorrow, three o'clock. Same bat channel, same bat place, same big X place, same big X channel. Have a fantastic Tuesday night, everybody. Go Lanch. Let me go home.